Hey, this is Always Ready Matt Cardona, the internet champion, and you're listening to Markin' Out. This is Markin' Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we Markin' Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we Markin' Out, y'all. Markin' Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we Markin' Out, y'all. Running like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we Markin' Out, y'all. We're Markin' Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. And welcome back to episode 521 of your favorite online listening experience and the only online listening experience in the world, and that's Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Thank you very much for listening to this week's show. You can do so at MarkingOut.com and all of your major podcasting applications. While you're doing that, make sure you, you rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, social media-wise, you can find us Facebook.com slash out, Twitter.com slash out, YouTube and Instagram slash out. You can buy our merchandise at ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at ChrisSweendog, uh, a man that has been very busy on the trading this week. Stockman Dave, you can follow him. Uh, he'll be here later in the show, by the way, at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. And our social media influencer, the man that cares more about his memes getting stolen than the overall listens for this podcast, Brandon. You can follow him on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how you doing? I'm doing awesome as always, and that's not accurate. I care about both. Good. I don't think people should I get steal text messages memes. from you at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, we need to get credited for this. If, if oh somebody no, if somebody steals your meme when you tweet out the meme, give credit. Our logo's yeah, on it. Just well, give welcome credit. Welcome to the internet where everybody steals everything. Look, if but there's a any, logo on it, I think it's it should be you should get credit for it. Well, we did get credit from some people, but anyway, yes, Brandon, which I how do are you? Appreciate. Brandon, how are you doing? I am still doing awesome as always. All right, I asked you that before. And, uh, what you... It's been uh, quite a, a bit of a few weeks, I guess, because my my sister-in-law, her sister and niece, and then my niece came up from Florida, and then eventually her their other sister came up, and they were but all your brother didn't here. come up. No, my brother was working, but they all came up here, so there was it was just like noise everywhere. <laughs> yep. Um, but it was, it was fun to have them here. It was nice, especially during COVID where it's like, you don't get to see family, but yeah. they all got tested. They were, they were all negative. So it was nice. And, uh, is this the whole family that had COVID before? Yeah. We like, all had, had COVID. It? All of us, everybody that was okay. here had COVID before. Yeah. Well, you probably still have antibodies. Then. Yeah. I think, uh, within like the 90 days, my 90 days, I think are up in, uh, in February, so I can go to AEW after that. <laughs> that was a stupid 90-day clause reference. Yeah, really. <laughs> really dumb. But it was funny to me. I popped myself, and that's all that matters, I think, in life. If you can't laugh at yourself, what can you laugh at? Exactly. I think a lot right. of other things. But uh, I ended up, the my sister-in-law's niece brought her Switch. Yeah, and I saw you ragging on it on the internet, I, yeah, and you're you know, so wrong. I think it's a, I think it's a cool concept, and I think if I were playing it the handheld version way, it'd be fine. Or if I had, like you had suggested, a bigger controller, 
it would have been yes. better. But like, I, I could not for the life of me control a Mario Kart character like I used to be okay. able to on N64. Well, they have like you can get like for the the base that goes into the TV, you can like get like a plug-in that you can contr- put your uh, GameCube controllers into it. What? Yeah. So I use the like when I play Mario Kart, I use the WaveBird, the WaveBird controller. It'd be awesome. it'd be really cool though if I could play Mario Kart with an N sixty four controller. Yeah, I, that, you'd have to find some weird modded thing to do so. But it was it was uh, I, I ended up I watched um, AEW and Impact with my sister in law's niece. She came in knowing Ronda Rousey. Okay, I guess she discovered it through YouTube, so she watched some of her stuff like from WWE on YouTube. And I was just like, yeah, so I'm... Uh, I'm and then be... you were being super critical of her for not knowing. I was like, oh, you knew. No, I was <laughs> explaining stuff to her and, and uh, popping her. I'm like, oh, I know him. I know him. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, and But she seemed like really into AEW the first week. The second week, she was just like, eh, this isn't a great episode. Was and, that last week's episode? Yeah, it was. Okay. Which was not a great episode at all. This week was much better, but uh, I thought it was, this week was great. But, but yeah, so we'll it was it. cool to to see her get so like into professional wrestling. Cool and solid. Uh, but and then other than that, they made so much food, and there was like all the leftovers that I still get to enjoy. And, How can uh, you t- haven't taken pictures on Instagram and and uh, t- tagged those people who made it for you? I don't know if they're on Instagram actually. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, at one point they, they made white rice and I turned that into fried rice, which I thought was decent. It just wasn't, uh, up to Chinese restaurant quality quality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not, you know, it's a difference when, when I just, I, I, didn't have, authentically... I didn't have all the ingredients. Okay. But yeah, that's, right. that's about my like past two weeks. How uh, how about yourself? We have not well, recorded you know, together in two weeks. I know because you've shunned me to the back end of the. <laughs> I have not shunned you. I just I had I no time to every... record. I know, but I would have opened the show, like especially two weeks ago after that huge hard to kill. That should have opened the show, but you're like, yep, you could do the end. But anyway, um, I have this year gone from zero to sixty when it comes to work. Now that uh, you know, low contact high school sports are back. My company is doing a lot of live streaming. So I am a uh, filmer and live streamer now. I've been doing fencing. I've been doing filming gymnastics. I've been filming swimming. Uh, I have to go film another swim meet today. Um, and then, you know, New York got the big thing for, you know, f- full contact sports to come back. So we're already getting, you know, boys basketball games uh, on the calendar. It's awesome. Yeah, but it's really good. But wrestling, too. Right. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do about that. I know football's coming back in March. I saw that was big in the news, the wrestling. They were like, we can do it. We can do it very safely. I'm like, brother, you two cough in each other's mouths while you try to pin somebody. (laughs) What do you mean? But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it, I went from working, you know, maybe one, maybe no days a week to working six days a week this week. And, you know, I've got a bunch of games. I have two games to film tomorrow. Um, did get a bunch of purchases in the mail this week. Um, as I got, I spoke about it when last time we uh, recorded that EC3 uh, Brody tribute shirt that came in the mail this week. Really awesome shirt. Um, maybe my new favorite shirt to wear. I haven't worn it yet because I'm saving it for Sunday. Is my new uh, collar and elbow major wrestling figure podcast uh, 
Nasty Boy style shirt. It's honestly, it's a fantastic because the print is all over the entire shirt, the sleeves, the underneath of the sleeves, the side of the shirt. Um, really, really nice fabric to it too. So I'm excited to wear that on Sunday. I was going to be a huge mark and put it on the second I got it, but you know, <laughs> Sunday's major fest. There's a, so, which is what exactly? Uh, let's not, we want to talk about it right now. Major fest is the end of season one of the figure wrestling federation. Um, and essentially it's their WrestleMania. So you're going to have Brian's, uh, Brian Myers is turmoil. Will, their main event is going to be a triple threat match for the FWF World Championship. In Bret Hart will be facing off against Yoko. Uh, no, not Yokozuna. Shawn Michaels versus the champion Owen Hart. You're going to have the dream match: The Rock versus Macho Man Randy Savage. You're going to have the triple threat. Triple threat as. Shane Douglas will be facing off against Chris Candido. Will be facing off against Bam Bam Bigelow, and you have a casket match between Kane and Vampiro. And then on the A show, Turmoil <laughs> made that's it. it, it honestly, <laughs> dude, did you watch the, the Twitch you... chat was tearing Brian apart on on that when they were doing that. Yeah, I know. And then they were tearing Matt apart too. But I'm a, I like Matt because he gets more dramatic. As in the first, did you watch? I did see that. That's the only thing I've ever seen of their figure federations. Oh, uh, it's honestly, it's it's outstanding. Matt is insane. Yes, the Paul Barris <laughs> stunt was. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so the main event is good. The main event of Turmoil's Major Fest is going to be Hulk Hogan versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. This has been since the first segment of FWF. They kicked it off with a Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin segment. It leads to the end of this. Uh, the interstate title is going to be online where Jeff Jarrett's going to be defending against Scott Steiner in a dumpster match. Um, what other matches are there? Uh, Sting versus The Undertaker. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny. I saw uh, AOC went live on Twitch last night. Okay. And, I saw and at one that. point, she said, it's been a major week. And I was like, you're damn right it has. <laughs> <laughs> it, honestly, bravo to these guys for the amount of content that they've put out this yeah, week. Yeah, they put out a ridiculous amount of content. And, like, you know, like, Monday night, I was watching the, the podcast. And I'll, I want to get into, you know, action figure stuff in a second also, too, with my week. And I'm sitting there watching it, and they're talking. And then Matt starts talking about Disney stuff and that Funko Pop. Yeah. Uh, Cinderella's Castle and Rachel's like uh, me? Aurora's whatever regardless that's one use that coupons code save 20% off from free shipping so like Rachel was inqui- inquisitive of it and then I was watching it Wednesday night and then Jordan's like didn't you watch this on Monday night I'm like no this is new I'm like this is, this is the FWF brother you have no clue <laughs> uh, I but, expect a, yes. uh, a 50th anniversary uh, like uh, like that Disneyland castle Funko Pop, but yes. I expect a uh, Disney World one... version for fifty. For... Well, they did the one with Walt Disney, and then they also did one with Mickey Mouse. Uh, so... um, but were both of them Disneyland? No, I think one was Disneyland, and one was Disney World. Then that the Mickey Mouse would be Disneyland. Uh, no, but that's, that this is also they're both Disney World, uh, Disneyland. Sorry. I tried to get it for Rachel for Christmas, and it was, like, sold out within minutes. So I missed it, and now I'm going to probably have to go on eBay and spend, like, 100 bucks. Yeah, they're both Disneyland, but maybe they're coming out with a new one this year for Disney World because they had they hit 50. Yeah, 50 they is did. a big anniversary. 
Heck yes, it is. Um, but uh, yeah, also in the mail, my new T Impact Micro Brothers came. Um, I got Abyss, which is mint on card hanging up right now. And uh, I got my Doc Gallows, and it came uh, broken. Broken. The box. How does it? Well, the box. Well, this is a big thing that's been happening with it. I guess they like they just would take the micro brawls and throw them in the box. So I guess you know shipping and stuff like that would cause like the the paint the the glue to kind of peel off the the, the carding. And you know, someone would come out like there's a lot of people within the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast uh, Facebook group are showing like they would get autograph ones that they want to keep mint on box, and like half of the autograph is like scratched off from the box being thrown all over the place. You know, and a lot of people are really upset about this because it, they they weren't shipped, you know, adequately for you know, especially mint on card collectors. I absolutely cannot stand when a company ships their product so terribly. Target. Yes. Target. I bought when I bought uh, Taylor Swift's new album from them. They send it in like this little flimsy packaging. I open it up. It's all cracked. I'm like, brother. I want you to send this in a box that's like protected. Yeah. No. And I mean, I'm happy that my abyss because I wanted to keep the abyss mint 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 on mint on card. The gallows. I mean, it, I was able to kind of open it so the glue like there was still some glue attached to it and just kind of get get gallows out to put with the rest of my collection. So I mean, I'm fine with that. I mean, I'm not gonna get all. I mean, I'm I'm happy with the way it came. It came. But I know there's a lot of people that are very upset, and I know there's people in the forum that like went to Impact, just like this is ridiculous, and they're like, "Hey, we'll give you a discount on something else, this and the other thing." But anyway, a let's discount, stop about brother. I want the the, the actual product in <laughs> yeah, packaging. Well, those, I know. Well, those uh, apparently all sold out, and we got to wait for Series Two now with uh, uh, the machine like, gun, probably. Yeah, I think. I don't get uh, the the micro brawler hype though. I don't know. Are they like? I like they're, them. Are they like uh, little tiny? Um, Pillow pets or whatever those things are called? No, they're not pillow pets. They're like a hard rubber. They're about three inches. Yeah, I'm measuring mine right now. Three <laughs> <inches>. <laughs> oh, it was good. I, 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 I popped myself there. Actually, you popped me. But yeah, three inches tall. They're all kind of <laughs> they're all kind of uniform. And uh, I mean, it's 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 a you know cute little thing to collect. I enjoy it. Um, yeah, see, I was under the impression they were like those, uh, the WrestleMania pillows or wrestling no. pillows. No, they're not brawlers, they're like whatever fun. you call them. <laughs> no, that's what, they are similar to that. Yeah, but they're like, not. That's what I thought they were like. They were stuffed with fluff or something. No, they're hard rubber. Mm. Yeah, so um, they're fun. So anyway, let's stop talking about the negative. I mean, I let's stop talking about. Outside of the ring, let's get into the ring and let's start off with Impact Wrestling on Access TV for this week. Kicked off the show was world champion Rich Swan. He calls out Tommy Dreamer and tells him that February 13th is no surrender, but it's also Tommy's 50th birthday. And Rich Swan says he wants to thank you for helping him and several members of the locker room by giving him a world title shot. This then leads Sammy Callahan, Chris Bay, Moose to come out and say they're all the number one contenders. Swan denies all of them, and then a huge fight breaks out. Willie Max comes out, um, and Sammy Callahan turns the lights off, and Ken Shamrock comes out, and which then leads to you know the heels beating down all the uh, all the faces. I so, wouldn't mind if Ken Shamrock won the Impact Championship this year. Yeah, but you also want Madman Fulton to win it eventually That's true. too. 
because <laughs> you're powdering off from him. Uh, no, I do want him to win the championship, 100%. I think he should be a champion there. He should be built up a lot differently there. Um, but after this, you know, Rich Swan, Tommy Dreamer, Willie Mack go to Scotty Moore's office. They say they want a match tonight. And he goes, well, you look like you're a little outnumbered, and I think I have somebody to help you. And then everybody pops and goes nuts. Um, I like this opening segment because I feel like Callahan, Moose, and Chris Bay all had, you know, justifiable reasons why they should be the number one contender. Um, and when you see this random person in this in Scott Demore's office, I'm like, oh, it could be Heath. Or could it be somebody else that hasn't been on the Impact roster yet that we haven't seen in a very long time? Yeah, I was running my, like, running through the Rolodex of who it could be to, like, get a big pop. Yeah. For sure. And I just, I could, uh, I was like, there's no way it's Bully Ray, right? <laughs> the only reason why I thought Bully Ray is because, like, every single week they show that clip of him turning on Jeff Hardy. and Yeah, but every single, I thought for a second, I thought it was going to be Petey Williams. Just because, again, every single week they show that same clip of, you know, the yeah. the most, the best promo of all time. Little in Petey Scott, Pump. Little Petey Pump. Um, but... Yeah, so that you know led to your main event, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But first match of the evening saw in-ring debut of... Uh, actually, no, it's not because it was at Hard to Kill. Matt Cardona and Josh Alexander picking up the victory over Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. Uh, Matt Cardona hits Madman Fulton with the radio silence for the win. This was a fun match. Um, uh, yeah, I just think the ending was bad. Why do you think the ending was bad? Well, because the referee just like stopped refereeing, which was weird. <laughs> there's a, there's a, a but have you ever refereed before? I have not. Okay, so then. But when again, you start refereeing? there's points and times where it looks really weird, and you can right. tell. But but yeah, Matt hits the radio <laughs> silence like you had said, and sweet, uh, overall, I gear. enjoyed the match. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was a good way to kind of continue this little mini feud that Matt has going on with Ace Austin and Madman Fulton and Josh Alexander. It's you know, like, being... now can I, I mean, I pitched the tag team name, the Northeast for Brian and Josh Alexander, but now can I pitch that for Cardona and Alexander? But I don't think that this is going to happen um, because I mean, we'll pop back and pop, pop forward here. Cause I want to talk about this. You know, you have Josh Alexander and Cardona talking, uh, you know, talking in the backstage where uh, Matt has a face-off with Brian Myers. And Matt he, he looks angrily at Josh Alexander for uh, choosing Cardona over him. And, you know, he says he's going to be doing bigger and better things. And then uh, he gets, Brian gets aptly dubbed Bad Boot Brian. Yeah, instead of Bare Minimum Brian. Yeah, I, thought, I popped. I thought it was great. It's like, uh, yeah, it was like Cold Shoulder-esque. Yes, Absolutely. Um, you had a backstage problem with Rohit Raju uh, saying he's asking somebody, looking at somebody who's a lot taller than him for assistance in beating TJP next week. Um, he says if he does, he'll earn another opportunity at the Activision Championship. So many mysteries in Impact Wrestling. I know. Who do you think this could be, though? I, again, I, I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know either because it looks like he's a taller figure. So do you think it could be somebody within the X Division that's coming in that's taller? You know, you don't know who it could be. So it's, it's crazy. I, like, I can't even, I don't know. Maybe it's somebody from AEW. 
I don't know about that. So maybe it's um, Davari. I don't know. I don't know if Davari's even taller than him. So yeah, uh, next sure. up, we we got another paid advertisement from AEW's Tony Schiavone and Tony Khan, which I thought this was just it's they they're, they get funnier and funnier because like Tony Khan's just like fake billionaire mad. If you kind of he's like you. He's like, our wrestlers are better than you. Or was he drunk? Like, <laughs> or was he drunk? Or <laughs> <laughs> he's just like... But... He, he seems like a fish hand guy, no? What's a fish hand guy? Like, you go in for that, that handshake and he just, like, gives you oh, the Oh, the flop. dead fish handshake? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Or, like, you, 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 you just break his hand in the process. I like these things. They're fun. <laughs> it, it's... It, it's like it's the like, it's the least hey, intimidating up, arm now? cross I've ever seen. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but they're fun. It's a way to hype up Impact. It's a way to get. It's a way to hype up AEW. It's a way to hype up this cross branding. And I think they're hysterical. Every week they get better and better. So, uh, always fun with those. Next up, you have. We spoke about the backstage promo with Matt and Brian, which then led Brian going to the ring and picking up a disqualification victory over Eddie Edwards because Eddie Edwards bites Brian Myers in the, you know, the eye or the forehead or wherever it was. First, he, he thumbed him in the eye. He did. That same eye that he uh, had injured last week. And he didn't and listen I, to the referee. The referee told him to stop. Uh, I believe he was like wailing on him. Before this got really out of control, I like this match a lot. I Again, uh, two guys that uh, leave can Brian work. as a face. This leads Brian to calling his lawyer, Smart Mark Sterling, in to uh, uh, get Eddie Edwards arrested and kicked off the Impact roster. And then he's done with Impact, or is that like? No, who Brian? <laughs> no, uh, Eddie Edwards. I don't. I don't know because you know. I think we've spoken about like Eddie Edwards. You know, after Ring of Honor, he's had a Hall of Fame career and impact. Yeah, he's done you know everything and anything. So, it, I, I don't know where it brings Eddie Edwards from here. But maybe Crazy Eddie's coming back. So, should yeah. we talk about the uh, the whole fire and flavor fest now? Yeah, let's just talk about the whole thing. No, I I said it last week. Nobody wanted to come to this. Um, it was a huge letdown, and it was a huge disappointment as they got Johnny Swinger to come, and you know Johnny Swinger's. Well, it's girl. funny because Swinger had his own bash going on, yeah, with Johnny <laughs> no Bravo reason. and Fala, for no reason. And then they invited but, Swinger, they invited Bravo, and they were told Fala he couldn't come. Yeah, um, but this was then interrupted by Havoc and Nevea. Who uh, Nevaeh dressed up like the State Park Marshmallow Man on the outside? Who she thought was and, originally Fala. Yeah, and it was just a big mess. Big, you think it's a bit weird mess. to parody the Fire Festival uh, almost four years later? No, not really. I mean, I, I couldn't get into it, this segment. Okay, I mean, it, it, it's a way to continue the because going forward, it's going to be. Havoc and Nevea against uh, Fire and Flavor. Were so. um, that was the the finals. That was the finals. Yes, I spoke about this. Jessica Havoc was looked like uh, a beast, in the sense that she was very powerful. I don't if that, but I don't. Did they cheat to win it all or no? No, they won it clean. Yes, yeah, so I don't know why they would continue this feud. 
because it's the only two t- women's tag teams they kind of have right now. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. Yeah, see, that's and that's what a, a thing that I said when they brought back the knockouts titles. I was like, you don't have teams, brother. You don't have teams, brother. Uh, you have Rosemary picking up a victory over Tennille Dashwood. Uh, solid women's match here. Yeah, Tennille used uh, Caleb with a K's camera bag behind the referee's back, and they were like, what could be in there? I'm like, cameras are super heavy. It could be a camera. <laughs> so, okay, so this is what this is what irked me. They should have, that should have been, you know, that should have been, hit her with the, the camera bag, threw it out, she got a quick one, two, and three. This can kind of continue on this feud between these two intergender teams. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, I thought, I thought the Tennille should have gotten that cheap victory there. Yeah, and then it just like extended longer. I was like, all right, whatever. I guess they're just trying to kind of close the book on this. But, I mean, what's next for Tennille? Rosemary hits that wing clipper, and I don't know. I wish she was being used more. Yeah, well, you know, only time will tell. But We Rosemary also had crazy- that uh, the Hardy Party backstage segment where yeah. Matt said he's going to be leading them to uh, tag team victory. Yeah, as they are facing off against Good Brothers at No Surrender on February 13th. Um, but as I was going to say, this isn't the last we saw of Razy, uh, Razy Steve, Crazy Steve and Rosemary as they confronted Larry D and AC Romero backstage. Um, you know, Rosemary was Ty's best friend who framed Lawrence D for shooting Bravo. Uh, and Larry says he keeps promises and he knocks he knocks out Steve. He smacked the Punches heck out him. of him. Yeah, real, and resulted real, real well. So We saw Deanna Perrazzo bragging about winning at hard to kill and how she's now gotten Ty of Valkyrie gone from impact. Uh, and then jazz. What? Where do you think she's going? I, I don't know. They, uh, okay. And I'll talk about, it. okay. Continue. But jazz and Jordan grace cut this off and they addressed Susan and Kimberly. And then Deanna Peraza went to set up a match, but Susan steps up challenges Jordan Grace and it kind of seemed like Perazzo was like not happy with that I mean she was also too she could get because they were kind of they're almost calling her like pet names they said of like Susie and stuff like that she's like I'm not I'm gonna beat you up <laughs> Susan so well we'll see you next week yeah but what, what were you gonna say with Taya um I said what I was gonna say next week uh last week oh okay when she got arrested uh, yeah, so after that, we saw Chris Sabin and James Storm backstage at the uh, the big old backstage bar they got in Skyway Studios in Nashville, apparently. Uh, and they spoke about Matt Hardy and not being done with them. And then also wanting the tag team titles. And Sabin pitched them going for those titles. And it seems like we're going to be now seeing two veteran tag team superstars come together to form another team. Well, I wonder like where, what I, I don't know. Alex Shelley said he's not got COVID. It's just a family issue Al- or something right no, now. Alex Shelley came out this week and said that, you know, his job is that he's a physical therapist and, you know, he'll be getting vaccinated soon. But until that time, his job has asked him not to do any oh. extensive traveling and he said, he's like, this is my job. This is how I make my money. Wrestling's my passion. It makes me money, too. But this is my job. So I, I had no idea he was a physical therapist. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he released a statement this, this week about it. So, 
Um, bravo to Alex Shelley for doing the right thing, trying to stay his social distance, wearing his mask, doing what he needs to do, and being a frontline worker. Because, you know, physical yeah. therapists are frontline workers too, just like Dave. Dave's a frontline worker. As much yeah. as he doesn't want to say it, he just wants to um, just bump up stocks. Match after that, we saw Joe Doring defeat Cousin Jake. Um, Eric Young and Cody continue the attack after the match. And Eric Young stopped Joe Doring and Cody from doing anything before they went to stomp Jake's leg in the chair. And yeah. then they dropped that violent by design rally towel or whatever it is on him seemingly offering offering him a spot in the group do you think he takes it and then gets in on the inside and then takes them all down from the inside building up uh cousin jake to be like a big uh big baby face on impact i don't see him accepting it i feel like they'd bring in somebody else for him to team with or something like that against them but okay all right fair enough Fair enough. Um, and then last up, your main event saw Impact World Champion Rich Swan, Tommy Dreamer, Willie Mack, and the returning Trey Miguel pick up the victory over Moose, Sammy Callahan, Ken Shamrock, and Chris Bay. Uh, Trey Miguel is back. He is rocking blonde hair. Do you think we will see Trey Miguel going forward in Impact Wrestling? I don't know. I wasn't expecting him at all. I think the last time we saw him was with Dez and Wentz in November. Yep. Dez and yes. Wentz are obviously now their MSK in the in in NXT. Too bad they won't win the, the um, uh, Dusty Classic. But that's but just me. the fact that Miguel got the pin, maybe that he's back. I guess. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he that that is. Maybe he'll start feuding with uh, Sammy Callahan. That'd be pretty cool. Build him up as more of a single. Well, he was always. They were always building him as a single star. Yeah. So building him up more as a single star. Ken so Shamrock got- attacked the referee after the match. Um, Dreamer, Rich Swan, Willie Mack, and Trey Miguel just didn't care about that though. They were like, "Yeah, we won. Let's just leave." And then Shamrock yeah. just attacked everybody, the official, every single person. So, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe there'll be some repercussions for what Kent Shamrock did. Yeah, last he was week. already in, what was it, two weeks? Uh, not two weeks ago, two months ago or so. He was already suspended for yeah. doing stuff like that. Yeah, so maybe he'll get suspended again. So, again, another solid week of Impact Wrestling. Um, as always, one uh, team you really didn't see a lot of was the Good Brothers. We're really yeah. on uh, TV, TV this week, but, you know, they were on TVs this week as they were on AEW Dynamite. And let's talk about it. Well, we got to talk about it first. AEW, Series 4 action figure. I was literally Maybe about ha- to say before we speak about Dynamite. <laughs> Complete 180 from Series 3, and I think this is the absolute best of all of them. Yeah, I 100% Santana, Ortiz, you. Matt Hardy, Kenny Omega, Cody, Sammy Guevara. You got Matt Hardy and Cody with the uh, with the Chase figures. Yeah, uh, that Chase figure I believe might be the first neck tattoo, Cody. Yes, it is. It is the first neck tattoo because that's the uh, that's depicting him from Revolution, if I'm not mistaken. And that's he got that tattoo in Chicago and then wrestled. I think the next day. 
So, uh, and it's cool. Yeah, bravo. Vanguard 1 now has a WWE figure and a AEW figure. An inanimate object has <laughs> a figure in two different promotions. Oh, that's great. But, yeah, no, seriously, those figures look outstanding. Um, you know, there's there's rumors of Series 5 being on the horizon of reveals, too. Yeah. So, it's been a big week for wrestling figures. It was a big week for AEW. Also, they released these figures, and you started off the show with a quote-unquote slobber knocker as Eddie Kingston pulls out a victory over Lance Archer. I thought in the beginning of this match, Eddie Kingston died. At, that from what move? slam on the ring apron, and he just fell right on the ground. Like, he hit... He, he, uh, Lance Archer gave him the choke slam on the ring apron, and he just fell right to the ground. No? I, I didn't think that, no. But, uh, but this was, just it was a, This, was this a, match was exactly fight. what you expected it to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, Bef- Eddie before the, the match... Upper, upper, I was going to say, before the match, uh, Lance Archer actually sent Jake Roberts to the back and just wanted Eddie Kingston all to himself. Yeah. He did, but and that uh, bit him in the posterior. As at the end of the match, you have the bur- the butcher, the blade, and the buddy carry out Jake the Snake Roberts, uh, and Eddie Kingston picks up the victory. Um, and yeah, gave then him a, the but- oh, a weapon, a wedding. <laughs> gave him a, the, the slug. Um, yeah. And after the match, you have the butcher and the blade put their hit their tag team finisher, drag the lake on Lance Archer. And Eddie, and Eddie Kingston hits a, a bat, another back fist to the future. Are they calling it the back fist to the future? I in AEW, do you know? I don't know. But the feud know. is nowhere near being over. Good. I want this to be. Lance Archer's got to get some new friends because you know his other friends are kind of busy right now. Yeah, that's. I mean, taking place in the next segment with that Moxley promo. Yeah, and what a Moxley promo that was. <laughs> A lot to digest there, you know. Yeah, we know we know a lot more. He didn't even we didn't have to read it uh, a biography or anything about him. Yeah, I mean that you could just put that promo on his tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here lies up, John uh, Moxley. He made love in the morning. <laughs> he he likes his beer cold, his coffee hot, and his water at room temperature, and also likes to make love in the morning because it's a good way to start. Or no, you should just say John Moxley. It's a good way to start the day. <laughs> Just hyping up, uh, you know, that six-man match at, at Beach Break. So it's going to be gang warfare, brother. Yeah, Beach Break, of course. Uh, he'll be teaming with Pac and Phoenix to take on the Elite or the Bullet Club. I don't know what they're calling them now. I think they're calling them the Bullet Club because they mentioned it several times. Yeah. But since, I mean, since we're talking about it, let's talk about the Pac promo, too. What a cool promo that was. I don't remember a Pac promo. Yeah, later in the night, it was him. They were, they were showing clips of uh, Kenny on the TV, and then Pac comes, Pac comes in the TV, and then he cuts a promo saying, "Oh, look at you! You think you're so cool." Kind of hyping up. Maybe Pac will come back and challenge Kenny for the AEW Championship. That would be a sick match. Yeah, but unfortunately, I would want, I would want Pac to win, and I don't see that happening. No, I know, it's not happening. Kenny Omega is going all the way to see his brother. <laughs> January 1st to December 31st, AEW champion. I heard Kenny Omega's winning the Royal Rumble. Yeah, okay. Which, by the way, did yeah. you see those? They they have betting odds on, on who's, like, surprise entrance going to be showing up in the Rumble. Oh, yeah? Jericho Who is are... on the list. Dean Ambrose is on the list. And, and so is Rusev. Who oh is doing these yeah. odds? 
Vince would have that over his dead. But it doesn't make sense. Body. It doesn't make sense. If they're in other companies, how do they make the list? <laughs> I don't know, like, the other names that were on the list, you see Rowan, Stone Cold, Mason Ryan, Simon Dean, Scotty Duhati, Tajiri, and Vince McMahon. But yeah, no, Vince McMahon's not doing it. Jericho, what's, Ambrose, what's, what's, what and Rusev make no sense. I don't know either. But after that, we saw that Sting and Darby Allen segment. Um, They're hoodlums. They're both hoodlums. Yeah. Let's break still. Let's break windows with our baseball bats and skateboards. Yeah, and we're gonna be hoodlums at Revolution. Which then, wonder, you know, I you wonder, had to, like, where do you find an abandoned building to to film like that? And just like, hey, we're we're gonna break some windows. Apparently, there's parts of Jacksonville which are very not good. So I bet you that because they probably. Because I remember, like, when Brian Cage first came in with Taz, they had those, oh, like, yeah. promos where he was in, like, junk. Maybe it's the same junkyard they use. But they, And then, like, FTR's entrance video, it's them just, like, walking in, like, a dirty parking lot. Maybe they filmed all that stuff in the same parking lot, in the same building. But yeah. you, you kind of rebuttaled. Go ahead. I was going to say later on with the Team Taz stuff. Yeah, them uh, they they beat up, down uh, uh, some merch guys because they didn't have Darby. I mean, because they only had Darby Allen and Sting merchandise. No team Taz stuff. I don't know where that was. It looked like a weird place to sell merchandise. Yeah, I don't know right if it was like a truck. legit place, but if it was a legitimate place that they would sell merch, I think it'd be cool because they have the the uh, truck right there. You can take a little photo out. Yeah, true. Like we used to back in the day, uh, going to WWE shows. Back in the day, what do you mean? If I see a production but, truck and I'm up close, taking a selfie. <laughs> you would. Your phone can't even take selfies. My phone takes selfies. My phone has a, a camera that I can even turn it on to see myself and take a, a selfie. Yeah, take a, t- a two megabyte picture of yourself. But I, I, if I was gonna be at a wrestling event, I would have my digital camera. Yeah. So. Anyway, next up you have Chris Jericho and MGF pick up the victory over the Varsity Blondes. Jericho and MGF have match uh, mash up music now. They're a real serious tag team, and now they're two and zero in the tag team division of AEW. Yeah, obviously I understand what they're doing here with MJF and Chris Jericho, but I wish uh, the Varsity Blondes won. Yeah, I, I I like them as a team. They're a very '80s throwback style team. Yeah, and it was a nice showcase for both of them. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Getting the work. Chris Jericho. How many, you know, young guys in the business can say these days, oh, hey, I worked at Chris Jericho. And a lot of these a guys are doing it. I guess at this point. So uh, next up you have, they showed a clip of Taz. I mean, not Taz. They showed a, a clip of Shaq calling Cody Rhodes a punk. And he says, oh, yeah, you want to do it? Let's battle. Yeah, well, let's do it in March. How about it? Let's do it. It's weird. There's and still, then, like, no explanation as to why Shaq is with Jade Cargill. I guess I don't either either but then this leads to an in-ring uh promo with tony Schiavone interviewing cody rhodes talking about how you know shack has challenged him what he thinks he goes yeah you know it would uh you know in the real world to be march 7th revolution be me and brandy versus Jaden shack but you know that's not gonna happen i've been distracted you can ask a horn you know this that and the other thing um you know talk about cody being a father and Cody kind of shakes his head no and says, hey, listen, you know, it talks about the past. And he goes, oh, yeah, you know, here's somebody that could help you. And Red Velvet comes out, stares at Cody, has some 
uh, fighting words for Jade Cargill. So it looks like it's kind of setting up a match at Revolution. It's going to be Red Velvet and Cody versus uh, Shaq and Jade Cargill. Big mixed tag. Yeah, yeah, I don't... Uh, big, big mixed tag. Never never needed a match with Shaq and Cody together. That's <laughs> like, that's just not been a thing. It's only ever been Shaq and Big Show, and we barely got that. Yeah, I know. But it's it's the TNT cross-up here. As Shaq is in analysis, analysis for the NBA, apparently he's still taking shots at Cody even after Wednesday. Um, Cody, yeah, I saw the, he was go, being the big, interviewed in... The, the Go Big Home show, whatever it's called. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't watch TV. I watch wrestling. That's go it. Big Show. There we go. That's it. Um, you know, and it's T and A W T N. It's just a big. It's a TNT. It's a, this match sponsored by TNT. So, uh, but next up, you have Hangman. They, I think Page. the the Big Show, the Go Big Show, might be on uh, TBS though. But it's yeah, the but same it's still family. underneath the Turner Broadcasting yeah. Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which uh, is so is that, next that have... John Cena show? Oh yeah, the Wipeout. Right. Uh, Hangman Page picks up a victory over the Hollywood Hunk. Ryan Nemeth and everybody freaked out about this. Yeah, it was oh cool my to God. see him on AEW Dynamite. Yeah, and I saw a lot of people pooping on him for it. I saw that as well because it was uh, a lot of people were saying Cookie Cutter Dolph. Even though they, I guess they didn't realize that it was, they were brothers. Well, no, I think people might have realized that they were brothers, but like he, like, what was it like 2013 Dolph Ziggler look? 2012 maybe okay bleach blonde hair the blue trunks doing his moves i don't know if yeah, nemeth I'm... was do. i don't know if he was doing that as briley pearson i feel like he was in fc uh fcw or nxt in nxt i, I don't, don't i don't really remember FCW. that much of it um, but I thought, you know, he had a good, ni- a nice encounter here with uh, Hangman Page. I mean, obviously, Hangman P- Page uh, picks up the box shot lariat for the win. Um, Matt Hardy coming out during this match to cheer on Adam Page. Yeah, and I guess he wants to help him out. But Yeah, he offered know, him so. a, a spot in his dressing room. Yep, and we know how uh, Hangman Page, if Hangman Page goes with Matt Hardy and doesn't go, and doesn't, doesn't go with the Dark Order, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> because I think, that, because I think that him and the Dark Order would have been, would have been great. They would have been all like meat gazing off of him. That so. that segment last week I thought was hilarious. With the oh my yeah. god, he said yes, but like he ended up saying no as they aired that. Yeah, as I said, you funny. know, it was kind of goofy. It was kind of goofy, but after uh, this, we had... saw Jungle Boy defeat Dax Hardwood, Tully Blanchard, Cash Hardwood. Wheeler, and Luchasaurus were all handcuffed to each other so nobody could interfere which i think is a bit weird but uh this i think was the best match of the night i think so too and also this is the first i think i said it last week that this is the first time we saw dax harwood in a singles match maybe ever and he held his own and this was a shoot just wrestling match yes there was the the storyline of the number one and number two tag teams in there facing off in a singles match. Yes. Afterwards we had the beat down of Jurassic express and before that FTR. though, jungle boy made him tap. Yeah. 
which then you know caused a huge star, which then caused FTR to hit the the double spike pile driver, which I thought was awesome. Yes, I know everyone's gonna be like, ah, but Tully Blanchard fell over him. The guy's sixty five years old, getting on the second rope to do a spike pile driver. <laughs> Give him a break. I, I Christ. Didn't, for the record, I didn't see anybody complaining about that. I don't know if people are. Somebody probably is. But I, I liked the we'll fact that he anything. used the uh, the powder to throw in Luchasaurus's face. Very old school. And then afterwards, cutting off Luchasaurus's horns, which this makes this personal now, which I think is cool. SCU so. and Marco Stunt made the save. Yeah, so, um, and Top Flight too. But I wonder. I wonder if they cut the horns from the mask because his new mask is ready, finally. Maybe. Because I was under the impression the AEW Series 5 has, on the leaked image, has Luchasaurus. Yes. But I was under the impression that the reason why they couldn't do a Luchasaurus figure yet is because his mask is a modified version of a mask just sold by a a company that that makes the masks. So that company and Luchasaurus have been working together to to make a new one where he would own the licensing rights to it. Ah. So I I was under the impression that they couldn't have a figure of him with that mask on. So I don't know what the deal is with that, if that's a legit image or not. Yeah, so am I. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see when we get there. Britt Baker picks up the victory over Shanna. Who was uh was on a five match singles winning streak that was blocked by uh I thought the ending was a little weird with her trying to get in the lockjaw like a bunch of rolling around and then she finally hits the lockjaw yeah so yeah Rebel distracted the referee when Shanna went for that tiger suplex which allowed Britt Baker to get that distraction yeah. um and uh, then afterwards Britt Baker we saw the Britt again. Yeah, she hit that curb stomp and then a lockjaw until Thunder Rosa ran, ran her off. Yeah, hype it up there. Big blood feud match next week. This might be the longest at... running feud in, in AEW history. Uh... <laughs> maybe. Uh, I don't know. Storyline-wise, it's been going on for, for weeks at least. Yeah, it's been going on for a couple of weeks. Um, uh, speaking but, of a couple yeah. of weeks, after that we saw backstage MJF and Sammy Guevara where MJF swore he told, or swore that he didn't tell Wardlow to do what he did last week. Yeah, so he's like, I got to pay for this week. And he, yeah, he told Wardlow not to do it again, and Sammy's just like, nah, I don't buy it. I'm telling you, this is t- turning to the baby face. He's going to, Sammy's going to turn on the inner circle. He's going to become a big baby face star in AEW. But he's so unlikable. As a... he just, he just, I know, he is. He's so, I just want to... Uh, he's that heel like him and MJF you just like want to just yeah both of them are so unlikable where to the point where I can't see either of them being faces well it's because it's because Sammy's got all those flashy moves so that's probably why you know all the flips and the 450s and the you know all the cool stuff he could do is where MJF's like your old school style heel you can hate, you'll hate him more, but like, oh man, do you want to root for a heel that's doing a cool 450 and does it with like such finesse and pizzazz? No. <laughs> so. Uh, they announced but... a bunch of stuff for next week. We have that tag team battle royal to uh, see who the number one contenders will be. 
And and then they say, and then the Young Bucks have inserted themselves in, and if they win, they get to pick whoever they want. And let, uh, I'll wait till the end of the match to talk, at the end of the main event to talk about this. They also have uh, uh, the the wedding of Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford, which Orange Cassidy is always crashing it. We know this, but uh, that's just like. I don't. I need more from Miro. I don't know what's gonna happen with him. I need him to break away from this group. Yeah, so do I. Uh, he hasn't even like he's not been on. I don't right. They haven't done. No, they, last week he had the, he has his whole uh, butler now, Charles. Yeah, but Charles Taylor. And he wrestled last week, right? Who Miro? Miro? Yes, yes. Right. He did. Forgot about that. So. Such a bad episode. Sorry. But uh, they also announced the first match in the women's tournament. They didn't announce when it will be. But Serena Deeb will be taking on the returning Rio. Yeah. I guess she should get into the United States. That's great. Which, again, I don't even know what's going to happen now that they're closing uh, the UK traveling again. Yeah, I know. I, I know with Japan as Rocky Romero spoke about that he had to quarantine for 14 days. So I'm assuming maybe like last week Rio came in here and she quarantined for 14 days before she can, you know, go do anything. That's the whole thing. And that's what I read too, is why Pac isn't on TV every week. Cause a, it's like having to bring him in two weeks before Wait, does two he, weeks go? Tape, he goes home. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then he has to quarantine for 14 days. I saw, I so. think uh, WWE is actually suing over, something like not being able to bring their people over. Oh my God. Of course they are making all this money, but then they have to sue people. Well, could, if they're not, if they're deal. not able to get talent over, it'll help AEW also. If they like won anything, what do you mean? If they won anything, like if they win their case, then they'd be able to also benefit from it. True. I understand. But still, you know, we're not, we're in the middle of the pandemic. Should be suing. Well, I think it's it's it was the the United States Citizenship and Immigration Services because um, it says the nature of the lawsuit is currently sealed to the public, but speculation is that it has to do with WWE not being able to get talent or employee into the United States, possibly okay. due to the recent policy changes. Yeah, because you know, I, I'm not I'm not talking a, a, a political stance here. Um, Let's get on to the main event because this was a very fun main event. As as expected, the Bullet Club, whatever you're calling them, the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers pick up the victory over the Dark Order. Eva Luno, Stu Grayson, John Silver, Alex Reynolds. Everybody got their stuff in in this match. The John Silver, uh, Doc Gallows stare off was hilarious. And again, John Silver looked like a million bucks here. Also, though, before this, what? the Young Bucks were with the Good Brothers. And the Bucks were saying they hope Don Callis doesn't get involved. And then Kenny showed up and they like instantly shut up. Yeah. Well, also, too, they think. But they the also argued on, with with Callis. That they did and oh, the, the week before, but also the camera wasn't on. Cause, so that like the young Bucks could have left and, and Don Callis could be like, oh, he hurt me. I'm screaming. You know, this hurts me or something to that nature. So, so Matt, I feel Matt like yourself. in this group, they're kind of building Kenny Omega to be like Roman Reigns right now, if the that makes sense. Chief. They're going to call him the Mark Chief. Well, like, do you understand what I mean when I say that? 
where it's like the, like the young bucks will end up having like they it seems like they're scared of Kenny right now. Yeah, because Kenny is you know he's cleaner. He's a great one. He's people's champion. No, that's not what it is. But <laughs> let's talk about the main event though. Also, by the way, I think the only team that would make sense winning the uh, the uh, the battle royal next week is Dark Order. I do, but let's talk about the match so that I can tell you what after like after the main event. So the match was awesome. I said that John Silver shined in this. Um, Stu Grayson shines in this. End of the match shows the the whatever the four the quadruple super kick, which then Evil Uno broke up, and then you hit a Meltzer driver on uh, on Stu Grayson, and then they get the win. Afterwards, on the mic, they talk about you. Uh, you have Ray Phoenix run down stupidly. You have John Moxley. I might add stupidly. <laughs> yeah, stupidly. Um, John Moxley run down. Um, big, you know, big scuffle, all that stuff. But anyway, so the Bucks get on the microphone. They say, oh, yeah, next week we're going to be in the Battle Royale. If we win, we can face anybody we want. And then they look over at the Good Brothers. So I'm ultimately thinking that next week the Young Bucks are going to win this Tag Team Battle royal, and they're going to go face the Good Brothers Revolution. That's what I think's happening. Which Revolution is Impact? No, that's AEW Revolution. Revolution. AEW, yeah. Is that a shame or what? Yes and no. Yes, because you want to see the Dark Order. Or you want to see, like, for me, the Butcher and the Blade. Or you want to see all the other tag teams. But now, because this is the hot storyline right now in professional wrestling, is this Impact AEW merger and the reemergence in the United States of some sort of form of the Bullet Club. Um... You have to strike while the iron's hot. You know, like, I thought they should have done that Young Bucks FTR match sooner when FTR came in. But by the time... I mean, yes, it was still an outstanding tag match, but it was kind of kind of lost its luster to me. If that makes any sense? Uh, well, I just wasn't a fan of that match in general, but... Okay. Because that's... Brandon. Um, Tower Heist was a good movie. Uh, Tower Heist but... is a good movie. The Young Bucks no, are just not, not great. To some people, they are. To each their own. Yeah, but you're not um, a big fan of the Young Bucks either. I am not either, but it's, it's extending this storyline. And what did you always complain about in the beginning of AEW? Right, they had the no storyline. Story. This is a very, very, very involved storyline. But well, who do you said, see? If, you, if between Young Bucks and Good Brothers, obviously it's Young Bucks. Or there's a yes. no contest or something. Um... There, there's no way they're losing I, to the Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions. But imagine they do, because uh, maybe there's some involvement with Don Callis, and you saw, and you said it before, Kenny Omega has some involvement with the Young Bucks. So then that that shoots them up as as super faces, or who super faces the Young Bucks? Young Bucks, yeah, yeah. And what do I always say? Everybody loves the baby face climb. Let's say they for now they put the a the AEW tag team titles on the Good Brothers hypothetically. That'd be insane. It would be a it would be insane. But once they can finally get live people back in the stands and the Young Bucks finally get that momentum, they finally beat the Good Brothers in a, a tag team thriller in front of a live in front of a live audience. It will make them 
so more over than they already are over. If the Good Brothers win the AEW Tag Team Championships, then Kenny Omega has to win the uh, the Impact Championship. Yes. Has to. I believe that. Has to. Which is why I think they're... You're going to see the Good Brothers beat Private Party and then go on to Revolution. Well, I think you know, Revolution's in March, so they can kind of continue that storyline going into there. But um, I thought this this episode of Dynamite was awesome. I thought it was a lot better than last week. And next week's going to be awesome, too. So much stuff going on. It's beach break. You got that, a, a crazy triple threat match between the, uh, the, the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega versus Phoenix, John Moxley, and Pac, who's coming back. You got a wedding that we know that will not go off as planned <laughs> as it always does in professional wrestling. You know, uh, you know, it's crazy, though, to what? not to I mean, to go back, obviously, to Young Bucks and Good Brothers. Yes. Over in Japan. Gorillas of Destiny are champions. Yeah, they are. That's the thing. But apparently, like, Tom and Tonk is talking so much smack about what's going on in the United States on Twitter. Yeah, which then brings them over, say, we're the best. You guys all suck. Yeah. Cahoots. And then, uh, <laughs> Everyone's in cahoots. Everybody. This is... There there are... They're smacking all of us around. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm. So... So, yeah. That is... Uh, that's it. Yeah, that's AEW. We're going to take a quick commercial break right now. Hear a uh, word from our sponsors over at Manscaped. And we'll be right back here on Marking Out. Support for Marking Out is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Look, I mean, I've done it. Dave's done it. Brandon's never done it. You're down there. You, sh- you know, shave it up, making sure everything looks clean and fresh, and you get a nick. Get a little cutsky there, and it stinks. It's no, it, it's no fun whatsoever. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. So essentially, it's the ball hair trimmer equivalent of Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. And they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. Because we all know that Brandon's gonna need it. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. So that way, you don't make a mess all over your bathroom. The one coolest feature is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7000 RPM motor with quiet shrug technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So that way, I can charge my Lawnmower 3.0, my camera batteries, and my phone all on the same shelf. Huzzah! If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours and get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's one for this uh, read, at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's two for this read, at manscaped.com. 
That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code REGARDLESS. That's three for the three. And folks, if you want your boomer sooner to be fruity, delicious, fruity, fruity, delicious, fruity, delicious, well, then use the code REGARDLESS to get 20% off and free shipping. That's now four for this read. Don't forget to sauce it. Back on Mark and Al, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. Uh, we always like to have Manscaped aboard. I use my Manscaped, uh, my Lawnmower 3.0 on my beard this morning. It's nice and clean, nice and fresh. Tomorrow I'll, uh, you know, hit the old Sharisky and give the uh, the boys down below some attention. <laughs> As my wife's in the back, she just goes gross. Uh, but go to manscaped.com. Use the coupon code regardless. Save 20% off and free shipping. If you don't want to, if you feel awkward about uh, trimming down there, buy, they have cologne. They're refined. It smells beautiful. Foot spray, which reminds me, I should go get some right after this because I need some foot spray. Especially having shoes on now all the time again. My feet are starting to get stinky. Manscaped.com. Use the coupon code regardless. Save 20% off and free shipping. And let's kick it over to Dave and Brandon for some WWE talk. And the first bit of WWE that we need to touch on is the huge announcement that WWE will be moving to Peacock. Starting in March, WWE Network will be moved from what we know it as today to the Peacock app in the United States. The price is going to be $9.99. You get the network, you get Peacock. Everything on Peacock. King of Queens... House, The Office, that's the biggest thing on there right now. Saved by the Bell, Saved by the Bell reboot, Law and Order. It's insane, you know, this entire switch over after WWE built it up so much. But I, from what it sounds like, they got a billion dollars for the deal. Yeah, I think it's a uh, $5 licensing, no, $5, five-year <laughs> licensing deal right now. Um, yeah, which means that they WWE can easily go back to the network after five years, this is I, only a five-year deal. I just hope that, like, I don't know how much of the network's library is going to be available on Peacock, but I, mm-hmm. I hope it works as smooth as it does now. Because, like, the search feature on Peacock, I think, is abysmal. Um, Like, you search for actors, mm-hmm. and they're not there. Even though it's like, hello, one of the biggest shows, they're in the biggest show, so... What actor are you looking for? Anyone. You could be looking for for uh, Steve Carell. You type him in, nothing comes up. You got to type in The Office. Huh. All right. It doesn't work like that, where you can't just type in Stone Cold Steve Austin and get every single thing from Stone Cold Steve Austin ever on the nah. network. Well, so I, I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know how the layout's going to be. I really hope it's smooth. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure it's 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 a great deal. It's a great deal, no matter which way you look at it. I mean, nine ninety nine. Not only if, are you getting the if network, you but get you... like everything from the network transferring over. Yes, and yeah. you can also pay four ninety nine if you don't mind ads and still get the WWE Network access. I would never want ads. Mm-hmm. So for nine ninety nine, you get the network and which you're already paying for. You just get Peacock. Yeah, I, there's a I, downside though is that it's not available on everything, so I can understand people's frustrations with that. Of um, course, I, I I understand the frustration, but like, I mean, business wise, this is a great deal. It's five billion dollars. Not five billion dollars. One billion dollars. Sorry, <laughs> right? <laughs> One billion dollars, but even a five year deal. 
But even still, $1 billion is great for any company to come along, especially for a licensing fee for five deals, uh, five years. And uh, the first pay-per-view on Peacock will be Fastlane, which takes place on March 21st. Um, If there are any speed bumps or hiccups, that could have enough time, I hope, to be ironed out. I'm sure that they'll iron everything out. I'm sure the transfer is going to be smooth. Um, And it's weird. Like, I don't know where... Because right now there's no live TV function that you have to pay for. Mm-hmm. Like you could sign up for a free account for Peacock and you have access to their TV channels, quote unquote TV channels, which I think has live news, but also like devoted channels. Like there's a Bob Ross 24 seven channel. There's unsolved mysteries 24 seven and WWE is going to be getting one of those 24 seven channels. I just don't know where those pay-per-views are going to end up. Like there's no live function unless it's going to be another channel on that setup. Yeah. I guess we're going to find out how it turns out, but I think it's a great move. Yeah. That's, I think that's like the biggest outside news for, for this week. Yeah. I I mean, I, I, I definitely understand the frustration from some fans, um, but Business-wise, this is a great move. Yeah, but uh, getting on to some actual wrestling talk, let's move to Monday Night Raw. Uh, Monday Night Nitro. It opens up with Drew McIntyre returning from COVID. Uh, He dedicated his match on Sunday to everyone who's dealing with it, who's everyone who's dealt with it. Uh, and promised that he's going to be retaining the WWE Championship. This leads to Miz and Morrison coming out. Miz spoke about uh, one or both of McIntyre and Goldberg being injured after the match. And that they're going to beat up who, whoever's champion. And then cash in. Which Goldberg makes his way that's out. Gonna, that's going to be exciting if they do cash in. I always love cash in. Yeah, but I don't. <laughs> in this situation, I don't know. Goldberg makes his way out, gets in Drew's face, and goes, "You, me, Sunday, you're next." Classic Goldberg promo. Classic. Yeah, really well worded. Uh, man of <laughs> m- many words. Miz and Morrison kept running their mouths. And got hit with a spear and a claymore from each of them. Um, Well, not both from each, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) whatever. And after that, we saw the first match of the evening, which turned out to be like the first of like three, which was bizarre. But Charlotte picks up the victory over Shayna via disqualification. Nia Jax got involved almost right away. Once again, this goes back to what I mentioned last week, I believe. They don't care about victories. They just want to hurt their opponents. Instead of Oscar running out to make the save, instead of Charlotte Flair's tag team champion partner running out to make the save, it was Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Lacey Evans then attacked Charlotte Flair. They all brawled and it gets turned into a six-woman tag match. I like the fact I that Oscar didn't run out together, to make the save. What 
Are they even together still? They're champions. No, 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 no. Lacey Evans. And Peyton Royce? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, this has been really... I kind of think am thinking that they're not together anymore. But again, the reason, like, with, with Asuka not running out to make the save is just shows how stupid that feud is. She's in a singles feud as a tag team champion. I think it's stupid. Well, I it mean, gets turned into the, the other match. Charlotte Flair, Mandy Rose, and Dana Brooke pick up the victory over Lacey Evans, Shayna Baszler, and Nia Jax. Stupid match. Very stupid. It ends in a count-out victory for them. Shayna Baszler wasn't able to get back in the ring on time. Lacey Evans, Shayna Baszler, and Nia Jax then continue to argue during the commercial break, and Adam Pearce came out and restarted the match. I mean, I could only think that this is all happening because of COVID again. I have no idea. Well, because if you look at it, we have two full-length matches that took place on Monday Night Raw featuring the same people. I well, mean, I wouldn't say two full-lengths. Well, oh, I mean, two the, different ones, I guess. Okay, so about two Riddle different later ones on with, with the gauntlet or no? Yeah, well, all of them, and then the Sheamus and Jomo into the well, that was just the, one match into the handicap. Oh yeah, you know all of the all of this was all repetitive for it, it, the yeah, same it has to be. It has yeah, to be I'm, I'm hopefully who hopefully everybody is is healthy and safe, you know. But, but it leads into another match or continuation where Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, and Lacey Evans pick up the victory over Charlotte Flair, Mandy Rose, and Dana Brooke. The only thing that I could say that I liked about this match, I think, was Nia Jax's choke slam. Yeah, that was that a really cool before. choke slam. I like. I, I thought there was like that should have been it. There, there was no need for the leg drop afterwards. I, I, in my, opinion. I do love that leg drop. Yeah, but you if know? you're like that was a dominant move. I don't think, I don't think there was uh, a need to have that that leg drop they afterwards. Finish up. But later on, we saw Lacey Evans and Ric Flair practicing wrestling holds backstage when Charlotte walks in to see them. It was like a PG version of Triple H and Trish Stratus with Stephen McMahon walking in. Totally. That's what crossed my mind right away. I couldn't hear what Charlotte said to Ric Flair, but uh, Lacey hit her with a woman's right, and they, they both walked off together. She pretty much Charlotte pretty much laid into Ric Flair about never being there for her her or the family and pretty yeah. much calling him a crappy dad. Well, yeah, he made but, millions and they probably grew up quite, quite nicely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next up you had woods pick up the victory over slapjack. Um, I don't know. Really? I, yeah, we saw it. We, well, I didn't mind this. I didn't mind retribution losing in this, in this sense. Yeah, we but saw the, T-Bar I, distract I Xavier Woods. He was able to recover from that, hit that shining wizard. Um, but then he ducks out of the ring more. afterwards. What? I don't know if I wanted more from this match, but it just didn't it didn't rope me in. I didn't care for it. Well, he gets goes out of the ring afterwards, immediately gets hit with that big boot from T-Bar, and then Retribution took him out with like the longest double choke bomb ever. I like that. <laughs> Double choke bomb. Uh, I yeah, that, I don't mind. Is it. that the first time that we're seeing them use that double team move? I want to say no, but I'm not 100 percent sure. 
I kind of think that that was the first time that we've seen them use that before. But I thought it was cool. Ali used the chair on Xavier Woods, or teased using it, I should say, yeah. and then uh, sat in it instead of actually hitting Xavier Woods with it. And he said that he's going to replace Kofi Kingston in the Royal Rumble. Kofi Kingston, it was confirmed, he's got the broken jaw. It's not going to be in the Royal Rumble this year, which sucks because the he's Kofi always spot. such a, an awesome competitor. Yeah. With all his saves, we look forward to him, Naomi, now John Morrison, uh, Casey Catanzaro. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. After that, we saw R-Truth and Matt Riddle, or just Riddle, backstage. I wonder when the last Royal Rumble that Kofi Kingston actually missed was. Um... Figuring if know. he's he's figuring he's been with the company for so such a long time. I don't know if it, he's yeah. It could be like two thousand eight. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, it could be a very long time. But we saw our truth backstage where he thought there was a surprise party for him being thrown by the hurt business. But it leads into the VIP segment, the VIP segment, the VIP lounge, <laughs> where MVP gets a, uh, a THB the hurt business necklace, very similar to his MVP necklace. Um, our truth came out for the party, which led to, uh, him being chased around by the 24 seven championship people and the hurt business takes them out. That was MVP getting distracted and Matt Riddle hits him with that knee and then fled the, the knee. I wasn't too big of a fan of, I think that it was just because the production wise wasn't, didn't really get a good shot on it. Hmm. but yeah once again we nothing saw, really to write home about it with that right but then after that we saw our truth ask adam pierce for an opportunity to enter the money in the bank ladder match and aj styles comes over and corrects our truth that it's the royal rumble it's not the money in the bank and he offered himself up in a match which we'll and, get to yeah after that, we saw Sheamus defeat John Morrison, where uh, they set up what looked to be a tag match with Goldberg and McIntyre teaming up before the Rumble. That's what. And it, then that's John Morrison was like. booked against Sheamus here instead. I mean, I I was thinking that maybe it would set up a main event of or match later on of a tag team match. Yeah, they they basically set that up, and then. Uh, it was this, and then I think, like, for someone who was hit with a claymore, mm-hmm. to still be able to go on and, and wrestle later, someone like Sheamus? And it wasn't, like, a quick match or anything. Mm-hmm. Then Miz gets on the microphone, challenges Sheamus to a handicap match. Miz and Morrison pick up the victory over Sheamus, and uh, we saw Sheamus hit John Morrison with that bro kick and Miz uh, takes advantage of that and hits him with the skull crushing finale to win. And just like I said before, the length of these matches combined, they, it doesn't make sense to me. I think the fact that Miz and Morrison were able to continue and, and go on for so long, mm-hmm. that makes McIntyre and Goldberg to me look bad. Spear is supposed to be a huge devastating move. Claymore is supposed to be the huge devastating move of today. He's the WWE champion. He beat Brock Lesnar with it. He beat uh, Big Show with it. He beat so many people with it. 
I didn't even really think about that. Miz and Morrison go on to wrestle two different matches for John mm-hmm. Morrison, at least. Yeah, I didn't really think about that. After that, we saw AJ Styles pick up the victory over our truth. I uh, I think it was an obvious outcome, but I liked this match. I thought it was really good. I was a fan of this, and our truth keeps on making me a big fan of his. I like, I yeah. I mean, it's always great when our truth gets John Cena moves in. Yeah. After that, we had a gauntlet match. The first match of the three. We saw Riddle pick up the victory over Shelton Benjamin. We had a SmackDown spot here. What do you mean? Cedric uh, distracted the referee when Shelton was pinning Riddle. And this happened last week with Billy Kay and the Riot Squad on SmackDown. Oh. Although here it was a lot more believable. Like, Shelton had it locked in. Like, it could have been the three count, unlike last week. But... Mm -hmm. After that, we saw Riddle defeat MVP, which was a rather quick victory. Um, He was distracted by Cedric and Shelton. He was trying to get them to stop arguing. And then the final match of the three, we saw Riddle pick up the victory over Cedric Alexander, which I think was the best of the three of them. I thought that all of these matches were, I mean, not definitely the MVP. They were entertaining. I mean, Riddle versus Shelton Benjamin was really yeah, fun. No, I, yeah, absolutely. Um, I liked all three of the matches. but I Yeah, think and then Cedric the Alexander three... getting, uh, being the reason for the distraction was important. MVP getting in there with the quick uh, quick loss, and then Cedric losing after that. I thought that it was a, a nice momentum boost for Riddle going into the Royal Rumble. And plus, it's a nice little thing for to keep the fire burning for Shelton and Cedric and MVP, like, with this Cedric Alexander situation that they have going on. Uh, right now, I don't believe Riddle's announced for the Rumble. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that he'll be in it. I don't know. But it earned him a U.S. championship shot. So I don't know when that'll be. I know Bobby Lashley is declared for the Rumble. Well, talking about declaring for the Rumble, next up you had an update. No, no, no. No, no, no. Because we're not finished with that segment. Okay, continue. The aftermath of that I thought was super awkward. Oh. Riddle was on the stage just waiting there. Literally just waiting there. And it's like, hello, clearly something's about to happen. Lashley came out, hits the the hurt lock, locks it in, and uh, that just leads me to believe that the next time Lashley and, and Riddle face, like you said, it could be in the Rumble where Riddle eliminates Lashley or something, gets a huge pop from the crowd. But Riddle, I think, could be the next U.S. champion. I definitely think so. And I agree with you. This was a very awkward spot. I mean, so awkward that I forgot about it. But this spot, I don't like that they played Lashley's theme song before coming out to lock the maneuver on there, too. Because it's like his theme song hits. And Riddle knows that he's about to show up. And he doesn't turn around. He just keeps his arms up there. I think that the better... Uh, there was a part where Riddle had his arms above his head, like when he was celebrating, walking back there. And I thought then Lashley should have walked up behind him and just locked it in on him instead of having. There's no reason on a sneak attack to play a theme song. That's not a sneak attack. <laughs> yeah. But next up, you had an update from the rated R superstar Edge. We haven't seen him since uh, Backlash, I believe. Um, the Backlash pay per view where he faced off with Randy Orton. And he 
went on to say that he is ready for this Royal Rumble and he's entering the Royal Rumble. So I think that it's very easy to see that he's going to be one of the final four. What do you think? Um, hmm. I mean, at least for that last entire. Year, well, yeah, because I mean, last year he was one of the final three. Yeah, I think he could be Final Four because it's always that aspect of you never know. And I'm actually going to – I'll say it right now. I After uh, – I'll say it now. I think Sheamus is probably going to be in the top four too. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's like – I don't know. Because in, in my mind, if Edge is going to be Final Four, then so is Seth Rollins. And – I have uh, I, to think AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan are also the final four. I'm going to say no to Seth Rollins. I don't think he's coming back at Royal Rumble. Hmm. I don't think he's going to return then. Well, earlier on, we saw Alexa Bliss backstage watching the Randy Orton promo from last week. And she moved on to talk about Asuka but we get to the actual main event match. Alexa Bliss picks up the victory over Asuka via disqualification in the weirdest match way possible. Yeah. This was for the, the women's championship. So Asuka retained the championship. She retained the championship, right? That was a weird. Yes. I thought yes. I was saying the wrong word for a second. Asuka, Asuka retained and... <laughs> I thought that this was it was interesting. Hey, at least this time when Alexa Bliss changed characters, they didn't cut to a commercial break. Well, didn't they though? Because didn't we we had gimmicks start to happen, and then Alexa Bliss was on the rocking horse. That would so that rocking horse aspect they did cut to the commercial, but they didn't after that. After that, for the other switches, they didn't do anything. But yeah, I kind of her like music, that she has yeah. this. Alexa's yeah, music I, hit again, and uh, she turned up in normal gear, which I popped for. Mm-hmm. And then we had more gimmicks happen, and Alexa Bliss was in the full black gear. Um, Asuka had Alexa Bliss in the Asuka lock, but it was quickly reversed into that mandible claw. And then Randy Orton showed up with all his buttons, mask. No mask. And he hit... Alexa Bliss with an RKO to end Monday Night Raw, and I thought it was great. I agree with you. I actually, for a minute, when she locked in that mandible claw, I forgot about Randy Orton. You know, I forgot totally about Randy Orton aspect, but then when he appeared right behind her when she had the claw locked in there, I thought that the the just the image of that was awesome, and then the, hitting her with an RKO. It was great. And that's that's also another aspect here where it's like, hmm, maybe it's The Fiend and Alexa Bliss winning the Royal Rumble. What's this? Oh, one-on-one. I mean, The Fiend could easily be a number uh, top four. Was he in it last year? No. Oh, yeah, because he had the big... Uh, I forgot what match he was in. Uh, he faced Daniel Bryan in that strap match. Ah, okay, gotcha. So, 
But that was Monday Night Raw on Tuesday morning, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. They had Superstar Spectacle, which opened up with a video package about the history of WWE in India. And I thought it was really cool to see footage from, like, about 20 years ago Mm -hmm. of them in India. They showed clips of Bret Hart and so many other superstars it turned into a video about the future and went through some of the superstars that are going to be on the card. Yeah, I mean, uh, this was take, it's, this took place on India uh, Republic Day, too. Yeah, and the, that was the date of which the, the Constitution of India came into effect in 1950. Mm-hmm. Uh, and overall, I really enjoyed this event, and, and I liked the showcase of all these Indian superstars. Uh, the first match we saw was Finn Balor. Defeating Guru Raj. Guru Raj was billed as the first Indian-born high flyer. Not, uh, I didn't quite buy that, but I didn't. I, I thought the match itself was good. Yeah, then we you saw Ray Mysterio and Ricochet. Giant Zanjir, uh, Dilshir Shanky defeated Ziggler, Corbin, Cesaro, and uh, Nakamura. Yeah, and both of them were trained by Great Kali. I, I'm i not sure how many were trained by Ricardo Rodriguez as well, but I know he trains people in India as well. Really? Um, yeah. And yeah. it was cool. It was funny to see Rey Mysterio and Ricochet teaming up. Two smaller guys. Rey Mysterio, obviously a really smaller guy. Teaming up with these guys that are like 7'4". I think it was funny to see that. Uh, after that, we saw, I think, the match of the, the night was AJ Styles defeating Jeet Rama, who has a background in Kushti wrestling, which is inspired by catch wrestling and MMA, I believe. Uh, he got out of the calf crusher here. Uh-huh. And uh, it looked like he could have won this match. Um. But I, I want to see Jeet Rama versus, like, Ziggler. I want to see him versus Cesaro, Chad Gable, Daniel Bryan. Uh, yeah, he definitely cool. he definitely left a good impression during this match. And, I mean, when you're facing AJ Styles, you really can't go wrong. Yeah. Uh, uh, after that, we saw Big E and Xavier Woods. I was I think I said they were going to team up last week. I was incorrect on that. They were just there to introduce a segment uh, spinning Canvas, which is a Bollywood dance company in Tampa, Florida. Um, the Street Profits came out to also announce them, and then they had uh, a, a dance thing from them. Huh. Then it goes yeah. into Great Kali with his students wishing everybody a happy Republic Day. So it was cool. I know people complain about Great Kali, but I think it's cool for nostalgia that he was there. Yeah, I mean, I I think that Great Kali is is an awesome gimmick, you know, just like Andre the Giant, and he's a he's an he's a great gimmick. Um, maybe not the best well, wrestler, maybe but older gimmick. Andre. I'm sorry. I was gonna say maybe you can compare him to like older Andre, not younger Andre, but yeah, yeah. But he, he was a spectacle. He was he's someone that you want to see. Um, plus he's he's I mean he's huge in India. Yeah, uh, we saw Charlotte Flair team up with Sarita Sandu to defeat Bailey and Natalia. I believe Kavita Devi was supposed to be in this match 
originally, but she was, I think, back in India dealing with family issues. So hopefully everything's all right there. Mm. Um, but interestingly, here is Serena and Bailey had the same trainer, so it was cool to see them face off in this match. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, and then Ric Flair came out to wish everybody a happy Republic Day, which gets cut off by Jinder Mahal, who returned, and the Bollywood Boys. Then it gets cut off by Drew McIntyre. And then Drew McIntyre teamed up with Indus Sheer to defeat Jinder Mahal and the Bollywood Boys. This, I think, was Jinder's first match since May. Um, He's been yeah. out with an injury. He had, it, I think, a knee injury. I think he had a, a a knee injury that he had surgery for. Yeah, so but I'm, I, I'm pretty sure he was out since I, May of last year. Yeah, and I'm I'm really happy to have him back. I you know he's I think that he is a, a fantastic talent, and it's it's great to see him with the Bollywood boys because we haven't seen them. Well, I mean I haven't seen them on, in a while. I don't know if they they probably been <laughs> yeah on they've been on two hundred five live. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, so he, uh, the last time he was on TV was in April, April of last year. And then he was out with a, uh, another knee, uh, surgery. Yeah. So that was superstar spectacle moving over to NXT. It opens up with MSK picking up the victory over Killian Dane and Drake Maverick to advance in the dusty classic. Good match. I was going to say great match, but. I wouldn't say great match. It was a good match. Yeah, it it, it was a good match. I but... liked when Killian Dane, uh, used like he uses Drake Maverick as like a weapon to do yeah. moves with. I like that, and I hope MSK makes it to the finals. I don't really see that happening. Who are they up against next? I think um, I I don't know. Actually, I'm blanking. Kushida. That's all right. Next up, you had Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, pick with a victory over Aaliyah, Jesse Camilla, and yeah, so Gonzalez and Kai get to advance in that Dusty Classic. I actually really like this match. I thought Aaliyah and Jesse Camilla worked really well together. Yeah, I, I liked. Um, they did that uh, the the two splits when they were doing the when they were running the ropes. Yeah, that was a cool the, spot. The duck downs. Yeah, I liked that with. Uh, yeah, and I like Kamea and I like Aaliyah, so hopefully we get to see more of them as a tag team. Just not right now in the Dusty Classic. Nope, they lost. <laughs> we saw The Way interviewed, and Candice and Indy Hartwell spoke about the Dusty Classic while Johnny stopped. Um, I think um, you mean indie wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then Johnny was about to be asked about Kushida, but he stopped Mackenzie Mitchell from asking about Kushida. And then Johnny said that he's uh, that Kushida's not going to get a title shot. They all left, and Dexter Loomis showed up behind where they were standing. So, yeah, it was very, very creepy. He was just standing there, and they kind of like got spooked and left, kind of in shock. But next up, you had a Scarlet, uh, Scarlet vignette where she pretty much, once again, put everybody on notice. Yeah, which uh, 
comes into effect later on in the night. But uh, what was the original question? Who does MSK have next? Yeah. Grizzled Young Veterans. Ah, I can see Grizzled Young Vets win. Oh, no, no. Oh, my my mistake, actually. No. It's the winner of Lucha House Party and Legato del Fantasma. I could see Fantasma and then Fantasma. Well, we saw Tyler Rust pick up a victory over Rios, who is Red Death Daniel Garcia on the independent scene. Um, this was what you expected it to be, I guess? Yeah. I mean, Tyler Rust making a name for himself. Yeah, and he was able to get the victory with an opponent that Malcolm Bivens picked out. Exactly. So it goes back once again to last week where he picked his opponent, lost. This week, he's just showing that he's got to listen to Bivens. After that, the reason why it's not going to be Leon Ruff and Kushida in that match is because the Grizzled Young Veterans uh, defeated them. Yeah. They were in the finals last year. They get to move on this year. Uh, the Grizzled Young Veterans had a promo before their match. I think Grizzled I Young Veterans can potentially take it all. I wish that we got a promo from Aliyah and Jesse Kamea before their match. Just so Why? it could have looked like they, they maybe had some chance of winning. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Grizzled Young Veterans picked up the victory here. I kind of expected to see the way come out and distract Kushida during this. But they came out afterwards and attacked him. Yeah. And then Dexter Loomis showed up. Once again. Earlier in the night, we saw Kurt Stallion have a sit-down interview with Mackenzie Mitchell, which I thought was really good. I thought it was a really good segment with that. And uh, later on... Yeah, I, th- I thought that he really hammered the point across, and I liked how he had her pointing fingers and stuff like that. Yeah, and later on, we saw him attacked backstage. And mm-hmm. he was no longer com- uh, cleared to compete. Yeah. And then William Regal aggressively yelled at Santos Escobar about the attack, and he denied the attack. But William Regal said that next week he's going to be facing Kurt Stallion. And if Stallion is attacked, then all three of them will face the consequences. William Regal leaves and Santos Escobar finds the same card that Scarlett Bordeaux had earlier in her vignette. In that segment. Hmm. He made a huge mistake last week. He called out Johnny Gargano, basically, and he called out Karrion Cross. Not good. After that, we saw Tony Storm basically saying that she's not going to be waiting for things to happen. She's going to be making them happen for herself and that she wants the championship from Io Shirai. Io came out, Tony attacks her, and then Tony retreats. Mercedes Martinez attacks Io Shirai from behind. Tony grabs the championship from Mercedes and then. EO takes both of them out. Tony stopped uh, EO from hitting the moonsault and then took out Mercedes Martinez. And it ended with Tony holding up that title. And all three of them are booked for for um, TakeOver. Um, NXT St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Unofficial. I think that this I think this could potentially be a maybe the match of the night. I think it's going to be great. 
After that, we saw an Imperium vignette where Alexander Wolf said that his arrival is only the beginning. So, I, I guess we'll see Walter sooner or later? Uh, maybe. Hopefully. We'll see. Uh, Swerve Scott was interviewed about uh, getting in Bronson Reed's face about it, uh, before his match last week. And he said that everybody wants to point fingers at him, but Bronson yeah, Reed was the one that got involved first. Yeah, this is the promo that I was thinking about before when I was talking about the pointing fingers. I oh. thought Scott, I thought Swerve Scott did an excellent job with this promo. Bronson Reed picks up the victory over Isaiah Swerve Scott. Uh, during the match, we saw Bronson Reed go shoulder first into the ring post, which Swerve used to his advantage. It just wasn't enough for him to win. Mm-mm. After that, we saw Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher cut a promo about why they decided to team up and put Undisputed Era on notice. So I'm happy that we're getting some sort of clarity here i guess yeah main event we saw finn balor the nxt champion team up with kyle o'reilly to defeat oni lorkin and danny birch this was a dope match i agree this was hard hitting and a lot of fun the ending i thought came out of nowhere a little abrupt kyle o'reilly made danny birch tap with that leg lock and then afterwards, we saw Kyle O'Reilly looking beyond Finn Balor. And Balor's like, what's behind me? It's Pete mm-hmm. Dunne. Lorkin ends up pulling out uh, Kyle O'Reilly and they attack Balor. Kyle O'Reilly tries to make the save, but they take him down. And it leads to Roddy and Adam Cole coming out a little late. But Balor backs up into line. With the Undisputed Era, which I popped for. Because previously we didn't, we haven't seen that. And he then backs out further and leaves the ring. So it's uh, it seems like it there he's not with Undisputed Era, but he's with them. Yeah, he's he's aligned with them, but just for now. Two members of Bullet Club, boom boom, right there. That's very true. Moving well, over let's to get NXT. on to some SmackDown or UK. UK. <laughs> yeah, let's go on to Jordan UK. Devlin I always forget about was... the UK. I don't watch the UK, so I don't know the UK, but go ahead with the UK. Jordan Devlin was cutting a promo, which got cut off by Trent Seven. Trent has been out since November, since he lost in that Heritage Cup match. Uh, and he said that he's going to be trimming down to under 205 so he can face Jordan Devlin for that Cruiserweight Championship. And Jordan Devlin said, if you can drop the weight, then sure. And he pats him on the stomach as if to like make fun of his weight. And he went to leave, but Trent Seven knocked him out. And then they they announced that, that he's going to be having an open challenge next week, still for the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, after that, it was 100% confirmed that Mako Satamora is now part of NXT UK, and she was the best in the world that Kaylee Ray was talking about. So we will be seeing Mako Satamora eventually with Kaylee Ray. I don't know where and when, 
but I'm looking forward to that match. Apparently they've had a match before and it's been a super, it was a super good match. So I'm looking forward to that. We saw Ben Carter pick up the victory over Sam Gradwell. Shaw Samuels picks up a victory over Josh Morell. Morell again and Ben Carter. I'd like to see both of them wrestle each other. I think they're both tremendous. Uh, and then the main event was a tag team elimination match to see who will be the number one contenders. Pretty Deadly picks up the victory over Flash Morgan Webster, Mark Andrews, Ashton Smith, and Oliver Carter, and The Hunt. Eddie Dennis used his chair behind the referee's back to uh, take out Mark Andrews and cause Pretty Deadly to pick up the victory there. Um. But that was NXT UK moving over to SmackDown. Daniel Bryan opened the show to talk about winning the Raw Rumble. He thanked Chad Gable and Otis for for helping him get ready for the match. And then AJ Styles came out. And AJ said that he's going to be winning the Raw Rumble. He antagonized Daniel Bryan a little bit. And then Daniel Bryan challenged him to a match. We saw Bianca Belair pick up a victory over Bailey, which I really I liked this match a lot. I agree with you. I think that this was an important match for that's right. I actually watched SmackDown, but not the UK, so I can talk about this, but uh I really thought that this was a great a f- great match. Uh Bianca Belair, this was an important match for her to pick up the victory as well and really have a good showing. Um especially being against Bailey who is really the face of the WWE women's division for the past year. Um, and I was hoping that Belair would win this because Bailey's my pick to win the rumble. Interesting. So, and I was afraid that like going into this match, I thought it was going to end in one of those quick roll up pins. And I'm so glad that it didn't No, She picked up the victory with her finisher. Yeah. And then Bianca Belair was interviewed afterwards and said that beating Bailey is the biggest winner for career. And then went on to say that she's going to be going to win the Royal Rumble and go on to wrestle for the Women's Championship at WrestleMania, which would be a cool match if Sasha Banks is still champion. But I, I want Bailey versus Sasha. Yeah, I think it's inevitable. Bailey we saw, Sasha. We saw Dominic attack King Corbin during his entrance. Corbin picks up the victory over Dominic. Um, Rey Mysterio he, on commentary, pretty much saying that he's. Not taking to his uh, advice. Yeah, and he attacked Rey Mysterio afterwards. Rey Mysterio gets the better of him. More importantly, where is this guy that Rey Mysterio had? He knew somebody that could handle King Corbin. Will we see Cain Velasquez in the Royal Rumble? I think we're going to. I think Corbin's booked. I think Rey Mysterio and Dominic are both booked. I think what's going to happen is you have Corbin in the ring and Cain comes out there and eliminates Corbin and then I was you, like what do you mean Kane <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's really funny and then you probably have Braun Strowman eliminate Kane Velasquez because you need or 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 yeah probably if Corbin distracts Kane you need somebody to get the elimination on him no but Braun is apparently a face so I don't I don't does, know doesn't doesn't matter in the rumble I mean look at Look at who uh, Braun has know. eliminated the last... Uh, I would, if, if anything were to happen, I think King Corbin would somehow eliminate 
Velasquez. No. Well, like pull him out not after he was eliminated. Not well, he can't. He can't pull him first. out because then he's still in it. He can't go underneath. No, he no, has no. to go over the top rope. No, 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 no. King Corbin gets tossed over by Kane. Corbin gets pissed and eliminates Kane. How? We've seen it happen before. But how I think is he Seth Rollins him? last year eliminated people when he wasn't in the Rumble. AOP did it. You, you need somebody in the ring to... Unless they're going to no, start don't. brawling on the outside. Absolutely but you I don't. don't really see them brawling on the outside. King Corbin gets back on the apron. Pulls him out. Boom. Eliminated. But then they have to brawl. That's fine. They have to brawl to the back because you can't have Kane looking weak at Yeah, and then that. boom. It sets up a match at WrestleMania. Kane Velasquez versus King Corbin or something. I don't know if that's what... I don't know. I'm going... I'm, I would I'm sticking. I, I think he's going to eliminate Corbin. Braun's eliminating Kane. We see Big E backstage ask Sonya Deville what his number for the Royal Rumble was, try to kind of bribe her with uh, some money. But Raw's John Morrison and The Miz show up, and The Miz teased cashing the Money in the Bank contract in at the Rumble with the last man standing match between Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. And then they attack Big E. And he fought back, it was broken up. After that, we saw Sasha Banks say hello to Kalisto, which I thought was cool because I know they're real-life friends. And then she ran into Reginald where he brought her wine from Carmella. And then she starts kind of flirting with him and asked what wine to buy Carmella that she'll be able to drink with a broken jaw and gave the wine back to Reginald. Do you think that was enough to sell their match on Sunday? I I like this entire aspect of her and Reginald coming going back and forth backstage. I think the cooler uh, aspect here, not to take anything away from SmackDown, but uh, she's getting a Star Wars action figure. I think that's I think that's pretty cool. What's that? I said she's getting a Star Wars action figure. Oh, that's cool. That is really cool. Also backstage, we saw Sami Zayn speak to Shinsuke Nakamura about people from Raw showing up and it being kind of fishy. And he questioned if him and Cesaro have gone their separate ways. Uh, Sami Zayn was the one that brought them together. But Sami told Shinsuke to kind of repay the favor and said that he needs help getting the IC title back. And then Nakamura told him to go to hell. We had a sit-down segment with Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens in separate rooms, which, right off the bat, Kevin Owens wearing an Everrise t-shirt I liked. I popped for that. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I liked this segment. I they thought it was really team. good. What? They did team before. Yeah, but I, I really Everize liked this. And, uh, Owens. I liked this segment a lot. Did they team on NXT or Independent? I'm, I don't remember at this point. I know, it's kind of like meshing definitely together. Not, but definitely I, not NXT. So I feel like Kevin Owens did team with Everrise on the Independent at one point. I don't remember. They had that backstage segment when Kevin Owens showed up in NXT to replace Wade Barrett. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of that then. But Kevin Owens said that there's absolutely nothing that Roman Reigns or any, his fa- any of his family members could do to him that will keep him down. And then Roman Reigns said that Kevin Owens will never be Universal Champion and he doesn't blame Kevin Owens. He blames his family. 
and he called Kevin Owens' father and grandfather fools. Roman Reigns decides that he's done. He shuts the thing off, leaves. Kevin Owens then gets super fired up and then eventually leaves. Leading to the weirdest ending of SmackDown possible. It was very Monday Night Raw, but we had not known that it was Monday Night Raw just then. Daniel Bryan picks up the victory over AJ Styles via disqualification. Amos gets sent to the back before the match. But Cesaro was on commentary, which made me think that none of them were about to win the match on Sunday. Sami Zayn comes out during this, followed by Big E. It leads to a a fight between all of them. Sami Zayn attacked Daniel Bryan. That caused a disqualification. Nakamura comes out, takes out Sami Zayn and AJ Styles, and then him and Cesaro have a quick standoff. But Sami Zayn pushed Cesaro into him. Gets set up into uh, a six-man tag. This becomes like a snowball where everybody just keeps on piling and piling and piling in. Shinsuke Nakamura, Big E, Daniel Bryan pick up the victory over Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and AJ Styles via disqualification. Uh, We saw Cesaro and Nakamura actually going at it in this match. They have been friendly, but I guess now it's just done. Miz and Morrison eventually came out and they attacked Big E with Sami Zayn joining in. Otis runs down to make the save, takes out Miz and Morrison, which I thought was cool to add to their feud. That that was a thing still, or not a thing still, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it comes back from commercial and they announced it as a 10-man tag match, but it starts out with nine people. It starts out Daniel Bryan, Shinsuke Nakamura, Big E, and Otis, and then... Miz, Morrison, Cesaro, AJ Styles, and Sami Zayn. The heels were absolutely cleaning house, and Sheamus eventually finally runs down to be the 10th man, gets the victory. Um, Again, I don't know if this is because of COVID that this sort of main event happened, where it was one, two... Three different matches. Hmm. But I thought this was like a terrible raw booking. And I understand um, that it was like, it's like go home for Royal Rumble. So it's, it, it, in some aspects, yes, it makes sense. I'm okay with it. I mean, the other aspect would be a huge total brawl instead of it being a match. No matter what, you're going to have I, all I of them come out goofy, there. Especially with having raw people on there. Yeah, um, and then, I mean, you also had the return of Braun Strowman. Yeah. Everyone so, continued to brawl, all the heels, and Braun Strowman came out and took them all out. Yeah, his big return. Um, I, I I liked it. I thought that this was a good way to go into the Royal Rumble. It, did, it brought you back to Braun. Do you think that they should have saved Braun for Royal Rumble itself, or nah? Mm, I'm, I, for me, that wouldn't be a pop. Yeah, I guess. I didn't even realize that he was out since November. Which I guess, I don't know, not too long ago. 
But that was SmackDown moving over to the Royal Rumble pay-per-view taking place at Tropicana Field, the WWE Thunderdome. I almost said Superdome. <laughs> in uh, in Tampa, Florida, we have um, only six matches announced so far. Last year's Royal Rumble, I think, had eight with two two kickoff show matches. So I'm assuming we're going to get at least two kickoff show matches added. Mm-hmm. But the matches announced so far, we have for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship, Asuka and Charlotte Flair versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. I'm going to say Asuka and Charlotte Flair retain. Um, yeah. I'm going to say Charlotte and Asuka retain. For the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship, Sasha Banks defending the title against Carmella. I'm going with Sasha Banks. I'm going to go with Sasha Banks as well because it has to lead to that match that we want. WWE Championship on the line. Champion Drew McIntyre faces off against Goldberg. I might cry out of... Disappointment if Goldberg wins this or the Royal Rumble on Sunday. I'm going with Drew McIntyre. I please just come on, please. <laughs> I'm please I'm don't going do with this Drew, to us. <laughs> I'm going with Drew McIntyre. I think that it's going to be used to actually lift Drew McIntyre. I mean, they did it last year where he defeated uh, Big Show and I feel and Bronx, uh, Brock Lesnar. And I feel like if they put Goldberg, I think they're right. trying to make us view drew mcintyre as a legit champion still so if he's able to defeat goldberg who defeated so many other people i think that that's what they're going for so i'm going mcintyre for the wwe universal championship a last man standing match we have the champion the tribal chief roman reigns defending that title against kevin owens i'm saying roman reigns Hmm. When did everything with Roman Reigns start? What do you mean? With Paul Heyman. Uh, Has it been that long already? It was this year. Not this year, 2020. Um, I kind of want to go with Kevin Owens. It was August, I think. August? Alright, I'm going with Kevin Owens. We have the women's Royal Rumble match. I already said Bailey. Um Yeah, give me Banks Bailey. And then the men's Royal Rumble match. I I'm I don't really think it's gonna happen, but I'm gonna say Daniel Bryan. Uh, huh. I think there's a good possibility that it's Daniel Bryan. I think it's a good possibility AJ Styles. I think it's a good possibility that it could be anybody good, 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 that we don't good, expect. Uh, somebody we don't expect. Not that I think it's going to happen, but I really would not mind if somehow Shayna Baszler wins the Men's Royal Rumble. Huh. I'm I'm torn on whether or not I want to pick Sheamus as the winner. That's um, a bold prediction. 
It is bold, but I mean, you think you have everything that was building with Drew McIntyre. I mean, it's that similar would, to that. That would Banks. make that would make Sheamus a two-time Royal Rumble winner. Yeah, and they haven't had that big payoff of Sheamus and McIntyre. Hmm. And you have that entire build of um, them being friends and Sheamus helping him. Sheamus could take credit for this new um, Drew McIntyre as he's the one that gave him the Claymore. He's the one that lifted him and stuff like that. Um, That could be an interesting storyline. Nine years later, Sheamus wins it again and goes on to main event WrestleMania against Drew McIntyre. Yeah, and it would be kind of... Kind of interesting because you have something similar with Banks and Bailey. Friends become enemies. I'm going to go with Sheamus. Well, those are all the matches we can predict currently for the Royal Rumble. We know Bad Bunny will be performing Booker T at the Rumble as well. Yeah, very unfortunate. If you can find the mute button, go for it. I don't mind it. Uh, It's not my favorite Bad Bunny song. But, uh, favorite, you mean there's more than one? Yeah, I like Bad Bunny. I've, I've seen him in a commercial and I thought that it was a joke. Like, I thought like it was like a Borat character on, in the commercial until I found out that it was actually this person. I like two, at least two Bad Bunny songs. I hope I, I hope I like none, but I'm sure that, I'm sure I like one or two. I like Mia and I like Mayoris. I don't know them. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But uh, that's the Royal Rumble. Hey, Chris, got any shameless plugs? Shameless plugs. Yes, I do, Brandon. First shameless plug goes to the Major Pod Network. At Major Pod Network, uh, the flagship show, the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast, has expanded. And they've explained it to a bunch of new shows. You're gonna have the FWF on its own, uh, on its own feed. You're gonna have the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. You're gonna have Extreme Conversations with Brian Myers, a detailed look into several big happenings in the world of Extreme Championship Wrestling. You're gonna have the Game Mark Game Marks Podcast. Off the Hop Rope is coming to the network, and I think you could say for me as well. And Brandon, our personal favorite that we're looking forward to is. MSC True Long Island Story, a detailed look into every single episode of Z True Long Island Story. So go check them out. Major Pod Network on several, several social media platforms. Next up, uh, I got to give a shameless plug to this, even though it's probably over by now or it's still going on. If you're listening to this, GCW presents Fight Forever, 24 hours of live pro wrestling. That's going to be free on GCW's YouTube and on Fight TV. It starts the 29th, so it already started uh, at 8 p.m. It ends at 8 p.m. on January 30th. The one time slot that I am looking forward to the most is going to be on Saturday at 2 p.m. It's going to be an Iron Man match for the Synergy Pro Wrestling Championship as Jordan Oliver will defend his title against Tony Deppin. Tony Deppin has recently been on Ring of Honor programming a lot. It's going to be awesome. Tony Deppin's great. There's so many crazy things that are going on. You're going to see Joey Janela versus Everett Connards. You're going to see Eric Rowan's going to be facing off against Homicide. 
Uh, I'm just Effie's gonna be facing off against Billy Dixon. Uh, Rohit Raju is gonna be facing off against a very good pro wrestler. Hopefully, it'll be on demand <laughs> on their YouTube channel afterwards. If, it, so if they're streaming it, it on YouTube, though, right? Yes, they are streaming. So it I assume I don't know why they would take it down. I would hope. Yeah, I know. And I, I like the fact that they got like sponsors for each block. Which I think is really cool. I know Toy Vomit, uh, the very well-known uh, vintage toy store, is sponsoring a block. So really, really cool. So yeah, go check it out. Fight forever. I only got two this week. So um, oh yeah, let's just, always... let's just give a no. Let's just give a shameless plug to GameStop, too. There you go, <laughs> GameStop. Go follow them on all social media platforms at GameStop. So uh, from there, um, I also do have a match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. My match of the week this week, because I was there, was the, I think it was, uh, hold on. I'm trying to remember. If it was, yeah, it was the 2008 Royal Rumble. The whole match itself. Because I was there. Oh, wow. It, I don't think I remember. I don't know if I knew you no, were the No, that, that was the, two, Rachel, that was the 2008 Royal Rumble. We weren't dating then. Okay. Uh, I, what was that? What'd you say? Yep, whoops, my, my, my wife doesn't even remember when we started dating. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I was there with uh, my brother-in-law. Me and uh, Anthony went, and it was brought up to me this year because it's like 13 years since it happened, and John Cena won the thing, and he came in as number 30, and I was so upset the entire way home that John Cena won it. Now, in hindsight, I could really care less. It's it's funny because, like, at first, everybody pops, and it quickly turns into, like, a sea of booze. Yeah, I know. So, uh... Yeah, so uh, great match. Go but check it out. You have Bradshaw versus really, Chris I did, Jericho I on really that. didn't know you were there. I'm jealous. I, I'm like yeah, popped big time at that Snooker and Piper standoff in that Rumble. I ha- That's right. And there was a lot of cool things in there. Uh, yeah, Snooker and Piper were 18 and 19. Uh, yeah, Finley was in it, Mark Henry. Um, my friends are making fun of me. For the, I have to film swimming. Um, the, the, final, but, the final four, by the way. I forget who the final four was. Finley, who got disqualified, I think, for using the shillelagh. Yes. How do you get disqualified? It, again, that was sometimes they have the rule, sometimes they don't. Elijah Burke, who came out 28th, gets eliminated. Okay. Or came, came out 21st, I mean. Gets eliminated 28th. Triple H and John Cena. At that point, you knew you were like... Almost screwed at the main event of WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. I have the huge Royal Rumble poster. I never knew you why you the... had that. I always just like, I yeah, I, yeah, I had no idea you went. Yeah, I went. I have the ticket stub right on the bottom of the poster. Um, yeah. And I, I, I want to do that for, I have, you know what I have to do? I have to find the SummerSlam. I mean, the WrestleMania shirt that I bought there and frame that. Like I have for the last uh, thing at the Nassau Coliseum. You know how absurd so, that year was, though? What, 2007? Eight. 2008, I mean? John Cena wins the Royal Rumble, goes on to no way out to win the WWE Championship from Randy Orton. Oh, no, and he didn't win he it. Fa- he didn't win it. It was a DQ. He, yes. He, so they, and then for, he, it was, for whatever reason, he had a WWE Championship match before. I think maybe he like claimed it beforehand. Okay. Main event to WrestleMania, though, not the actual main event because that was Edge and Taker. Triple H gets into the match, 
Triple Threat, Randy Orton. No, that Orton. was no. 2000. Okay, I'm thinking. Okay, my, my bad. Yeah, Randy that was, Orton that was one retains Orlando. the title, defeats John Cena and Triple H. Yeah. I was uh, yeah okay now I remember it no it was uh, what was the main the main event was Undertaker versus Edge yeah that was and then the, it was the... Randy Orton versus John Cena versus Triple H for the, uh, the WWE Championship yeah Edge okay. and, and, and Taker then... that's when Edge won the that championship from him yes no did I say Edge won the championship from him yeah no Undertaker Undertaker won Undertaker the defeated yeah because meant yeah, Undertaker jeez. That's when uh, <laughs> that's when the major brothers interfered. The Edgeheads. The longest the longest running in the history of of uh, <laughs> WrestleMania. But yeah, so that yeah, so my match of the week is the Royal Rumble from 2008, since it is Royal Rumble weekend, uh, and I'll watch it, even though I haven't watched the product in a long time. But yeah, so until then, Brandon, who are you shouting out? Hey there, Hiff. We should listen to Brandon shoutouts. First shout out goes to Lupin, which is a new French show on Netflix that came out earlier this month. It's only five episodes right now, uh, which kind of sucks because the show is like so bingeable. And I typically don't like television shows that are and movies as well that are dubbed over. But when my sister-in-law was here, her sister wanted to watch this show. And we were watching it, and I was just like, it's really good. It's about a guy who's yeah. heavily inspired by the the author, not the author, the character Arsene Lupin, which is a character from a book series, and he uses things from the books to try and help him clear his father's name. So I think there should be a part two coming to this. I don't know when, but it's on Netflix. Next shout out, you and I have the same exact idea. Matt Cardona, True Long Island Stories, getting the, the, the shout-out. We didn't really explain what it's going to be when you spoke about it. But, uh, yes, I did. Did you? I don't I remember. It's an in-depth look at every episode of Oh, I don't remember you saying Story. that. Yeah, but you can remember stuff from like 10 years ago. I can. But uh, but then you can't remember stuff from five years ago. That but I, I can't. Yeah, that's it's insane that ZTLIS was almost 10 years ago. Yeah, ten years it ago, makes you come think, February. Like, where were you? Te- where was? He, where were you ten years ago? I don't know. Still, I was on marking out. Not yet, yeah. but no, you were not yet though. Marking out just became a thing because ten years ago, next week, it's the first episode of marking out. Yeah, so that means we all have to get. We have to figure out a, a time next week to, for all of us to record an open. Yeah, but uh, I'm yeah. pumped for that podcast. And then, lastly. WWE Break It Down, Asuka gets the last shout-out. It aired back in December. I don't know how I missed it on the WWE Network, but I finally saw it. And I thought it was really cool to hear Asuka's thoughts about her career and different matches she was in. Uh, the most interesting thing, I thought, was that she credits Great Muda as to why she wanted to become a wrestler. And I think that's uh, that's very evident in the stuff she does. So I think that's cool. But those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for... Ow! Ow! Mark Out Moment of the Week! That is right, our Mark Out Moment of the Week. Uh, Right off the bat, I just want to say the fact that Tegan Knox was on the bump earlier this week. 
and it was revealed that she did a virtual workout video with Brie Larson for Brie Larson's YouTube channel, cool. which is out right now. And uh, WWE has a shortened version of it with better. I think it's a better quality version because they actually have pictures and stuff when it's needed. Okay. Um, but it's cool because Tegan Knox's gear is based on Captain Marvel. Some of her moves that... are based on stuff that Captain Marvel has done in the movies. Yes. So I think that's that pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, you have any cool. mark moments? I didn't realize moments? that. Every mark moment. Let's keep going. I Paul Vera being uh, set on fire during FWF. That's just, I still can't believe that. <laughs> it was awesome. It was so I cool. like when he, when he brings it out, Brian's like, no. Come on. No. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark starts going nuts. I I just, what, what was that? I don't understand. What did he have that? Hairspray. You were in a little pyromaniac back when you were younger and set stuff on fire with hairspray. And, uh... I, I so, don't remember. I didn't, it didn't look like hairspray to me, though. I don't know. That was hair, it's, I saw it said Tresemme on it. Oh, yeah. Trust me. But that I so a long time ago, we had a friend in uh, high school. His name was John. We'll just leave it at that. And he was kind of like our whipping boy. Like we'd make fun of him. He would, he would, he was ridiculous. He had some weird weird fetishes and stuff like that. Oh and my. one time he took we had a sleepover, and we <laughs> well no like in high school you never slept over your friend's house. You know you drink a bunch of skunk beers in the other room. I never had that experience. His... No, I never uh, okay, I never but, drank like that. Okay, but anyway he we don't condone underage drinking, folks. No. No, 21, drink responsibly. Um, but he left his underwear at our friend Mike's house. And we're like, oh, my God, we can't give these back to him. Oh, I what remember do we the do story. With you remember the story. Okay, no one's <laughs> probably heard it. So what we did was, well, this is like the summer where like we just would play with video cameras all summer long. And we'd, we'd made like terrible <laughs> movies and backyard wrestling. I thought you were about to say it was the summer where we played with each other's underwear. <laughs> <laughs> um... But, um, I lost my train of thought here. You, oh, so anyway, so we decided, I'm like, hey, someone's like, why don't we put them on a pole and put them and put and set them on fire? I'm like, yeah, this is a great idea. Why don't we do this? So we did it. And our friend Dan sprayed them down with WD-40 and we tried to light them. It didn't work. And then I think it was my little sister took, had hairspray and we're trying to, we're trying to put a lighter dude at Steve Laws, and my little sister comes out of nowhere with a can of hairspray, sprays it, and the whole thing just blows up. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I did, like, in, like, I think that was, like, 10th grade. Yeah, we had, you know? we would use Lysol. I remember okay. my brother spraying a lot of Lysol on Burnt his hand and, and disinfected, perfect. the fire at me. Okay. Um, we probably used cooking spray also. Yeah, you could any any aerosol you could use. But then we also fun. would do um, cooking fire as well. We would use okay. alcohol to cook with and pour too much alcohol to make like that huge like. Yeah, true. True. Um, okay, we're getting off the top of the markout moments. Okay, another markout moment this week. Uh, new action figures. Wait, where? What was the markout moment in that story? What was the? Uh, um, oh, the Matt fire, right, okay. fire, I was like, yeah. how did we start on that? <laughs> we just took a hard left. Right. Hard left. Um, but Mark had moments, new action figures being uh, shown this week. All of Series 4 of AEW. Uh, also, sick. I thought it was cool that they showed off uh, Chelsea Green on the 
the major fest. I marked out harder for that than I did for the AEW figures because I think I've sp- I've spoken about her several times how outstanding she was and she they had she was part of that great women's match at all out all in excuse me um you know and then her role in TNA and she's finally getting to I'm a tell it's a basic but still it's something yeah so and a chase I like the chase well. I like the chase better I don't know the purple doesn't work for me I like the the black I like more black. color okay so um yeah, I'll have to get it, and I'll put it right next to a micro brawler that I have. Uh, also, a markout moment. They released it uh, the other week as well, but now there's like a full trailer for it. Young Rock. Okay, I've it's heard coming this. out February on NBC, and I am like super beyond pumped to watch this. The casting is like incredible. I think it looks awesome, and uh, I'm definitely gonna set my DVR for that. It's uh, it's it's The Rock, and then Keenan Thompson, I believe, has a new show on the same night. I think it's February sixteenth on NBC. So check it out. Interesting. All right. Cool. Yeah, and uh, I think that's it for mark out moments for this week. Did I have any others? No, I didn't. So, all right. Cool. So that's uh, marking out episode five hundred twenty-one. Next week is the big ten year anniversary episode it'll probably just be a normal basic episode with a a cool open (laughs) (laughs) because you know we're not that cool anymore that we were 10 years ago we're still cool Uh, i mean my mom thinks i'm cool i was cool in 96 (laughs) it was cool in 94 but uh cool it's it's not to borrow a phrase from new york but it's freaking brick out i i know have you left (laughs) your house today i didn't but i feel it i feel it through the walls i want a grill I really want to grill. I got to get burgers. I, I, uh, I've been using my cast iron skillet to do steaks. Mm. Wow, wow, that's all I gotta say. You put butter I'm on it fan. and do the the butter gimmick. Yeah, well, no, what? You butter. You melt oh. butter in the skillet and then my, feed it on my top. My bird, my bird right now is in Jordan's wrestling ring, eating the ropes. So let's close off the show because we're going on some hard tangents here at the end to end this off. <laughs> Facebook.com slash marking out, Twitter.com slash marking out, YouTube, Instagram.com slash marking out 11. Subscribe to us on all your major podcasting applications, marking out.com, pro wrestling tees.com slash marking out. Follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog, Brandon on Twitter at BTTG1, BTTG161, and Dave for all of your stock tips. Because uh, Dave's in on it. This weird thing that's going on right now at Dave the Rave underscore MO. And until next week, we wish you the, the... best of luck, luck in your future endeavors. <laughs> Have a fantastic week. Bye.